Material Components Episode 23 Roadside Attraction Greetings, and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. How's it going? Hey. What up? Hey. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> quite a pause there. I was, I was waiting for it. I was curious to see what you would do. <laughs> Turns out, I I didn't want to say howdy this time. I, I felt like someone would get on me if I said howdy again. So, and now you've said it twice. So, how de dare you? How de dare you? I'm leaving. I'm done. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I'm Olivia. I'll be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I will be playing Cherish, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I am playing Sid Emberlight, Half Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Why question mark Listen, on the are you not sure of your class? <laughs> He's just becoming so mysterious. Uh, unless, unless, because unless. you all did level up last time, did anyone choose to multi-class? No. 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 Okay, well, fair enough. Then, yeah, I don't understand the question mark on the road. Yeah. <laughs> He's questioning who he is as a person. Oh, yeah, it's, it's deeper. Yeah. Oh, oh, me person. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> He's blurring the lines between himself and his character. Mm -hmm. uh... Dangerous stuff. Um, mm. But as I said, you did level up last time, but there was a bit of lead up to that leveling up. So I would like to ask the question that I ask every time, which is, do you remember what happened last time? You yes. fought some dudes. Fought some kobolds. You got fought. attacked by a sawhorse. Yep. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. He, that's kind of how he started. Well, we snuck in first, but yeah. Um, yeah, our first fight was with a sawhorse. <laughs> We're doing really good against that one sawhorse. He uh, just kicked the yeah. shit out of the Oh, yeah. And and um, let let not be mistaken by, like, a horse-wielding saws. This, this yeah. was an animated wooden construct look we'll While everyone get to the saw horse yeah. oh god that's, oh, no. <laughs> that's the horse that locks you in a room and then you have to saw your own leg off to get out oh, oh. No. oh god and the only thing you hear of the intercom is <laughs> <laughs> let me out of here you bastard i'm carrie always <laughs> um yeah, just that was a very good, a very good moment of everybody wailing on this wooden sawhorse, <laughs> and then I got a bunch of fire dumped on me and stopped, dropped, and rolled, and it was all very good. And they were like, "Oh right, there's a real fight happening." <laughs> it's not just us. us beating this inanimate object. <laughs> I mean, it was animated. It was yeah. animated. Oh yeah, it mobbed us yeah. initially inanimate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then there were kobolds too. Yes, and we beat, yes. beat those. There were many, many kobolds. Kobolds, kobolds yeah. shamans. There was all manner of kobolds, and yes, you had snuck your way into the upper levels of the Sun Pass Tower, that ancient bastion of the Edge Mason's power here at the very beginnings of the Drylands. 
you had discovered that the Sun Pass Tower had been overtaken by a rising surge of hot, of uh, kobolds from beneath the desert sands. Mm-hmm. Where precisely they came from, you're still not 100% sure, other than below. Below. Yes. All you really know is that when they came up, they came with dinosaurs, because they had some pterodactyl mounts along with them. So cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and then we um, went down a fun slippy slide. Um, I don't seem to recall it being fun. It was a blast. Yeah, the blast of my my like shorts riding directly yes. up my hobgoblin <laughs> butt. Yeah, it was great. Twelve points of damage straight to my crotch. <laughs> Twelve points of short damage. Yeah. Uh, sorry, S- scooting back to dinosaurs for a moment. Mm-hmm. It occurred to me like yesterday in the shower that we don't know what dinosaurs are. It's a true. and. I'm pretty sure we didn't kill any of those pterodactyls. So oh yeah, those are just roaming of, the world now. <laughs> they're just sort of in the world now. So okay. we'll, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it, I guess. It uh, is right. a solid there's, there's, Jurassic World scenario. There's definitely oh, no not a series of movies about this problem. No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we didn't make this problem, okay? We, we are didn't deal with it. <laughs> we attempted to, but they have the power of wings, and that's kind of oh, hard right. for a lot of us to get we to. We didn't start the fire, but we also did not attempt to put it out. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. uh, t- to be clear, uh, yes, you do not necessarily know what dinosaurs or pterodactyls are for that mo- uh, matter, because before anyone gets on my back, yes, I know pterodactyls are not technically dinosaurs. Um, right. Winged lizards. But they Wing were alone. they were described as such by the captain as weird, like bat lizard things mm-hmm. yeah. so nobody in world actually used the term pterodactyl no or pterodon as the case may be because pterodactyl is a very specific type of pterodon um and these were probably closer to uh quetzalcoatlus or something of that nature anyway um See, he knows his dinosaurs and other <laughs> yeah things. and other sundry mesozoic Leave him monsters alone. yeah <laughs> We've quelled the angry tweets. Don't worry. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is like just us, like fanning our own asses. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes, you had fought your way down to the base of the tower, and after a series of fights involving riding down a slide, uh, being ambushed by a shit ton of kobolds, uh, almost pushed into a pit with a garbage monster. Uh, you also rescued a local captain of the Edge Masons, one Jan McFeeg, mm-hmm. who was a feisty fellow who was attempting to headbutt said garbage monster to death. Uh, but he headbutted straight into the thing. So. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna, yeah. He threw himself into the monster's mouth, much like you threw yourself into the pit. To varying successes. Um, Look, you killed the garbage monster, so I would call I it did. a success overall. Yeah, I was rolling pretty well against that gross motherfucker. So, yes, after combining efforts with the attacking Edge Masons as well, you managed to put down this kobold uprising, and the Edge Masons themselves successfully sealed the holes through which the kobolds emerged. Though the kobolds were a little strange in their appearance, do you remember precisely what was up with them? They, they were, were super pale and 
blind. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. weird, which sort of led you to believe that maybe they're just straight up from underground, as opposed to yeah. terrestrial kobolds that had attacked. Some kind of subterranean breed. Yes. It's weird, we've never met anyone a like sub- that before. No. no, never. A subspecies, <clears throat> if you will. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'll say this much. Uh, Talila definitely had eyes, so... Yeah. Albeit huge and black. Spooky. So yes, you now find yourselves heading away from the Sun Pass Tower. Your uh, job effectively done, having rested there for the day, uh, and into the night to recover some of your wounds. You're now back up at full health. I don't know if there was anything you wanted to accomplish among the Edge Masons before you left. Yes, I'd like to grab my grappling hook. Okay. Uh, you find the dead kobold with the grappling hook wrapped around its neck. All right. And uh, when you do, you actually do discover uh, an important piece of information that may have been useful uh, had you looked into this sooner. Um, but the kobolds you were fighting were completely decked out in basically fully encased armor. Hmm. The ones that were outside were completely covered by leather and metal armor. Hmm. As opposed to the ones inside, which had tatters of scrap metal and leather. Right. So it seems the ones that went out into the open sky were protected from the sunlight. Uh, okay. What happens if I, like, remove the helmet of the, the little guy? If it's still daylight when you do it, their scales begin to crisp. Oh. Doesn't smell good. No. I'm just going to leave it. The edge masons that were in a camp outside have all filtered into the tower to attempt to help clean up. So whatever rest you take is within the tower itself, behind its protected, seemingly protected walls, unless you choose to camp outside. Nah. Yeah. Good. Nice to not sleep on the ground. Because there's chupacabras out there. Yeah. (laughs) You laugh as if he's not serious. I'm not laughing at all. I know he's serious. Very serious look. Chupacabra is a funny word. Um, Can I find Jet at some point before we leave? Sure. Not the person even I was expecting to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Jet is definitely doing some um, menial tasks, helping clean up the uh, the garrison. He's being ordered are... around by other edge masons a little bit, as he is now the only trainee in this. I was place. gonna say, are all of the other trainees dead? There is no way to tell. You don't know what. No one knows what happened to them. They were uh... they were herded into the kitchen. That's what Jet said. Mm-hmm. He assumed because the kobolds were going to eat everybody. But there is no evidence to suggest that they were killed or eaten or anything. They uh, got taken down that hole. Yeah, that's kind of the assumption. And uh, there's there's definitely rumblings of talks of the Edge Masons, like, discussing whether or not they should go down the hole yeah. before they seal it up. But ultimately, they said, nope, that is, it is not the domain of the Edge Masons to go hunting down into the Underdark. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. Is there the fabled ranger, Chris Pratt? Take him (laughs) below. All right. uh, Just curious. um, Lore wise, is there any specific like guild that that deals with the Underdark at all? 
I mean, they would all deal with the Underdark if the Underdark did something like this and decided to come up. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Most people in the Valley say, don't go to the Underdark. It's dangerous. There's not, uh, I, what I, I was thinking is, like, there's not, like, a specific Underdark, like, police force that makes sure, like, things don't go awry down there. No. Mostly okay. the Guardian Guilds on the surface, within their respective zones of influence if anything from the underdark decides to cause trouble on the surface they deal with it there okay i'm sure in the underdark they have a bunch of protection rackets but i think that's about about it maybe i don't know let's see who would know this um definitely not me actually sid might be the only one who would know this oh you would know that they're among the criminal elements of Srothheim, there are rumors of some kind of undermarket beneath the Dwarven City, where denizens of the surface and the Underdark commingle and trade. That is like a, a criminal legend. Talila wasn't chatting with me about social structures in the Underdark while I was attempting to not have her accidentally murder a town with dead people <laughs> uh no weird <laughs> if anything you're only vaguely aware that she's from the underdark it maybe came up yeah. once or twice in passing but she was never too keen on talking about it i miss her so much <laughs> i'm sure she's out in the world somewhere which should be a disturbing thought for most yeah yeah <laughs> So yes, uh, you would have a pretty easy time of finding Jet. Right. Um, I want to find a time where he's like, maybe less busy, um, uh, or I'm just like, hey, uh, Jet, can you can you talk for just a little bit? Um, and he's sort of just like piling up stacks of food that hasn't been despoiled over in one of the uh, the storage areas of the fort, and you find him sort of just like trying to put stuff back into barrels and clearly like barrels of dried fruit and stuff were torn apart, but not necessarily eaten because it seems like these things weren't very interested in that kind of food. So he's picking through stuff just to see what's still good. And so he's not particularly busy. So it's like, great. Yeah, I I can talk. Uh, We're going to be heading out soon. So I just, uh, Oh, oh, oh. yeah. um, Y'all are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty, pretty soon. Um, I just want to say that uh, thank you for coming with us in there. I know it's not probably not the smartest idea to follow us in there. So, pretty dangerous. Um, well, I mean, look, I, I ain't no coward. Uh, I'm, I've joined the Edge Masons for a reason and uh, yeah. just do it, doing my duty. Just want to say uh, watching you fight in here you're pretty pretty fierce pretty fierce uh warrior and um just letting you know i have a pretty high standard so that means a lot so um you know sid i've only known you for about a day now and i i I really can't tell if you're making fun of me or not i am i am you know that's part of my mystique um but but no i am being i am being sincere with you and uh I think that you will make an e- excellent edge mason. But if it ever doesn't work out and you're like, hey, 
fuck these edge masons. I say kind of quietly as look around. Just uh, hit I, us I, up. I wouldn't say that ever. Yeah. I mean, even if but, I grew disillusioned with this lifestyle, I, I wouldn't use that sort of language. No, you're not really into the swears. Not against people that I respect. No. You ever said old mage's tits before? I, he turns like this blotchy red and he's like, I, 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 I can't say I'll, it. I'll take nope. that as a no. Yeah. Okay. What I was, what I was, <laughs> what I was saying is if it ever doesn't work out, and feel free to hit us up. We can always o- use an Oculo word. will uh, say smooth. <laughs> yeah. And Jet was like, hush you. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, take care of yourself. Uh, Sid, before you go, uh, can, yeah. can I talk to you too? I mean, you already are. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> Look, you've been... He seems to be very slowly considering the words he's about to use. And you see him definitely, like, his hammer was sort of leaning up against a wall, and he'll walk over to it and, like, heft it a little bit, just kind of, like, not even really thinking. You can tell he's got this casual strength about him that, like, he's not even really thinking about what he's doing, but there's a subtle level of intimidation and just this huge, burly half-orc who's definitely younger than you, but at the same time a good, like, foot taller than you and probably twice as wide. Oh, yeah. And he's just, like, twirling this big two sided maul in his hands there's the sense of just like oh shit if this guy ever decided to cave my head in there's a pretty good chance he'd be able to Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's really obvious to you that he's not even giving that any thought as opposed to a lot of thugs that you grew up on the streets with who threw around their muscle as a way to intimidate and give what they wanted jet is clearly almost unaware of just how intimidating he is you're right yeah um, but with another like long contemplative pause, he'll like stop twirling his hammer absentmindedly and then look up at you with uh, this furrowed, concerned brow. And he'll say, I-, I know you've been adventuring with Cherish for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, w- w- with all the-, the trials and stuff happening at the Maker Festival, you've been, uh, you you've been through a lot together. Yeah. And it did um it, it means a lot that uh you you stuck with her like that. Yeah. I know that's probably not an easy choice to make. It's all talk about being brave and I uh, just you're the one who stuck it out through all that stuff. I I wasn't yeah. there. But you know be, going through what I did with with those people with Cherish I don't think I would have made it through without them and I feel like I owe it to them you know I'm not always the best friend I, I have some I have some prickly aspects to my personality I'm aware and from your hip you'll hear just like ah oh. <laughs> A too sassy forgebound items. Right? And Jet's eyes will flick down to your sword real quick and then look back up at you. Yeah. 
Um, you too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I feel like I, I want to be a better person for them. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stop letting my history all the shitty things that happened to me uh, be an excuse for my for my behavior. Hmm. And Cherish was instrumental in me realizing that. Jet will get this big, like when he smiles, it's this big toothy grin that's like makes his face look real dopey. <laughs> like his his broad forehead will sort of crease, and he'll get this big toothy grin, and he'll smile at you, and he'll say. You know what, Sid? I think we're on the same page where this stuff is concerned. So yeah. uh, it 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 does my heart good that you're you're traveling with Cherish. Um, I just I just wanted to say thank you for for being there. And uh, I I know we're both looking to make better men of ourselves for the right reasons. Yeah. To being better, and then I I hold out a hand. And he'll clasp your forearm in, like, the warrior's grip. And Ocula will say, This is nice. Totally spoiling the moment. Yeah! <laughs> oh, and so Stormpiercer will say, Indeed. <laughs> oh my Great. god. Everyone's chiming in. <laughs> Kodak moment, but... What, like a bear? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a Kodiak moment. A Kodiak. <laughs> a Kodiak moment. I was going to say it's a Kobold moment. It's a Kobold <laughs> moment. Yeah. Uh -huh. That was last episode. That was last episode. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else anyone would like to accomplish before they take off in the morning? Uh, I want to find Jeffethy. Jeffethy has... Uh, Taken it upon himself <laughs> to wrangle your horses. <laughs> Ran over by a horse. No, he was the one looking after your horses during the whole escapade outside, and he's taken it upon himself to like uh, kind of corral them over in one corner of the uh, outside area inside the outer wall. So when you find Jeff V's outside, uh, it's later at night. He's looking up at the stars, kind of like tending to the horses, brushing them down. I, I, uh, it's nothing big. I just want to look at him, just like, like I, I want to go in and attempt a hug, but not know how to properly do it. And Jeffethy will just like look at you, place his hands on your shoulders, and say, mm -hmm. "It's all right. I understand." I, I pick him up and throw him over my shoulder. <laughs> oh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, and then I freak out. And then I, 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 I put too much oof and he goes over my shoulder. He goes over. Oh. I'll just stare at you confused and terrified. Uh, I throw some, uh, I throw uh, a couple silver at him and then I take the horses and leave. God, Where do you go to? 
Away from him. Just a different <laughs> spot. Circle the tower around the inside yeah. the wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh. How did I say? Okay. So that happens. Um that happens. That's like the creation of a big bad story <laughs> right there. So the next morning. Uh, I mean Jets or Cherish says goodbye to Jet. I just I I was I was content to like, you know, draw maps and leave blank spaces, but I, I don't know. <laughs> what kind of goodbye are we talking about? I don't know. I've been racking my brain for the last <laughs> f- 5 days. Do we make out? Like what? <laughs> I'll say I'll say this much. <laughs> Jet will stay focused on tasks given to him throughout the afternoon and evening um and sort of use them as an excuse to not seek you out that day. But if mm-hmm. you go track him down, he's pretty easy to find. Go to him. <laughs> yeah, I think Otherwise, he will be awake and ready to say goodbye to you in the morning. Yeah, it was kind of either like, uh, you know, I don't know how early we're heading out. So, like, go and find him that evening and be like, hey, goodbye, I guess, or whatever. Not not verbatim. Or in the morning. Like, so, I guess, anybody got a coin? No. You can roll a d6 and say odds or evens. Yeah, no, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Ultimately, is it, it is up to you. Alright, evening it is. So you go find him that evening? Yeah. Okay. Like, I've asked someone, like, where his room is. Alright, yeah. Um, and they point you towards a an area on the, like, southern side of the keep, sort of near the front entrance. Um... That is apparently the the trainees barracks, which is very <laughs> awfully empty at the moment. Mm. And Jet, you find sitting in what looks like a kind of common space at the northern edge of the room. It looks like a place where all the rooms sort of empty out into, sort of like school camp sort of a thing, where you had like bunkhouses with individual rooms that would empty into a common space. Yeah. Um, it's it's sort of like that, and you can see that in each room there's a couple of bunk beds. So like each room was divided into like small squads of trainees, but now mm-hmm. it's just Jet in here. Uh, that's sad. And when you approach, you hear a conversation happening uh, between Jet and Oculo, and I don't know if you spend any time stopping to listen in or not, or do you just walk straight in? I don't want to interrupt, so I'm going to eavesdrop instead. Okay. <laughs> because That's... I'm polite. Sure. <laughs> um, and you hear Jet saying, oh, "But it's been years. I, I don't. I don't know. It's just, she's gone on all these adventures, and now she's got people like Sid watching out for her. I, I'm. I, what am. What am I supposed to? I'm. I'm just still a trainee." And Oculo says, 
you big old freaking dummy. You didn't see the way she was looking at you when you first showed up and shouting her name from a freaking tower. It's all right there. And Jet will say, but look, I'm not making any assumptions. I just look, I'll, I'll be up first thing tomorrow morning. Make sure I said polite goodbyes. May, uh, may, maybe offer to see him off down to Blue Gulf. See if I can't get leave from the captain. I mean, there aren't many trainees left. I feel like I've earned a little bit of something from look, you idiot. Just go talk to her. <laughs> And he'll say, what do you know? You're a freaking lamp. And Oculo will say, I don't know much, but I know you, you big dummy. And if you didn't need me telling you to go do it, you should just turn the frick around. <laughs> and he'll like... What were you guys talking about? I just got here. <laughs> and Jet will like scramble and try to grab Oculo and sort of like tumble. The lamp will like fall over and roll off the table and we'll go, ow, thump, ow. Um, and oh, Jet will go, ah, um, uh, and like grab Oculo and like bring it up into a, like an awkward bear hug. And it's like, uh, nothing. <laughs> uh i i know you've been busy all day i i just i didn't really know like how early we were yeah you know um yeah i was uh packing up and helping the uh, clean up the base because you know invaded by cobalts and lots of stuff to yeah. help fix and yeah, Sid said you were leaving in the morning um he talked to me earlier said you guys were heading uh out first thing tomorrow early start like responsible mm -hmm. folk <laughs> uh yeah i just didn't know what you were gonna be doing tomorrow so i thought i'd come and say make sure that i got to say goodbye yeah no and i was uh definitely planning on seeing you off uh, first thing in the morning uh up with the sun <gasps> is the edge mason way so i'd be up uh first thing and see you off and i don't know maybe ask the commander to See if I can't escort you down to Blue Gulch, maybe. Oh. Well, that would be nice. I mean, we're going to be yeah. on horseback, so you're probably going to be going a lot faster with that fancy uh, fancy earth thing they all do. Oh, uh, I haven't gotten my uh, earth bind yet. Um, haven't Hasn't really got to that part of the training, so I can't exactly um, do that. Um Oh, I love everything about this conversation. <laughs> um. <laughs> but, but if you're all on horseback, I'm sure I could, I could jog along and keep up. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I, although I, I'm sorry that you're all alone here now. Oh, um, and he'll like sort of release his death grip on Oculo and set it down gently on the table and say, uh, yeah, I mean, all the other trainees, but I mean, there's plenty of other Edge Masons here and I got Oculo and, and you're here right now. Yeah. Uh, no one else in here though, huh? Yeah, no, all the other trainees and he'll sort of like look dejectedly at some of the other rooms. 
What um, you can't see, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> is Reed aggressively <laughs> smashing his hands together. And sure. mouthing the words, make out. <laughs> Do it. You got to create the right mood. Uh, <laughs> Grawl will be outside playing music slo- softly. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Grawl is your Sebastian. <laughs> God, it's honest. Hey, you know one of that tracks. <laughs> Instead of a Jamaican lobster, it's a horrible demon moth. So horrible. Oh God. Uh, shit. Where was I? Um. If anyone wants to do a Mott cover of Kiss the Girl, please let me know. Please do it. That's our first patron only uh, $5 a month Uh, stretch goal. Um, Well, I guess I better go find a room to stay in if uh, there's nothing else you want to talk about. I mean, all these rooms, you're more than welcome to s- settle, settle down in, in one of these. They're, uh, they're might empty at the moment. You know, maybe I will do that. And in your mind, you hear a, ugh. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> And from the table, there's a light. Uh, so why don't you give me the tour? And Jet was like, oh, uh, right. Um, well, this is the, the common room. And uh, this is where we'd, uh, you know, shoot the shit and relax after a hard day of training. And there's the uh, the fireplace. And so it's like, this is all just like a 15 foot space. <laughs> And he'll like point you at the rooms and it's like, and uh, those are the rooms. Uh, if there were any other trainees, they'd be sleeping there. And that one, there's that, that one was mine. And I'm still sleeping in there. And I plan to be sleeping in there soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This scene can end anytime, Mike. Sure. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally good with just like leave it all to your imagination. Fair enough. Um, right, but. Well, look, all I'm saying is uh, Jet won't make a move. If Cherish does, that's fine. Gosh, he's going to have to. Because otherwise, Jet is an awkward, awkward boy um, who is really intimidated by your new adventuring lifestyle. God, I'm so amazing. (laughs) That's what Jet thinks. But Jet is also a big fan of respecting people's boundaries, and he doesn't know where the two of yours' boundaries are anymore, because your last kiss was three years ago. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean he is owed anything now. Yeah. And he's maybe been tormenting himself about this for the last three years. Sounds healthy. And Jet yeah. is a hundred percent my self insert right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, see the thing is, is in my brain I'm just like, oh, Jet's me from high school. It, oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. me from high school. So <laughs> welcome to the club, buddy. Yay, clubs. Yay, club. Um 
No, she definitely does. I, I, I'm not like sure when or how it happens, but she definitely does. Okay. Um, it's, it might be at a point where like, she's been trying to like, kind of hint at it to not be like super obvious. And then it's just like, Oh my God, can we make out now? Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) And then he says, yeah. And then just goes for it. (laughs) End scene. And then fade to black. (laughs) God. (laughs) So the next morning, uh, you are all uh, getting ready to leave. Jet is, uh, has a, a lot of pep in his step. Um, and is talking to Sid way more confidently than he was yesterday. Um, uh, like when he first sees you in the morning, he'll give you a firm slap on the back and say, morning, Sid. Uh, morning. Ow. Ah, sorry about that. Don't know. No more worries. Strength sometimes. <laughs> Something I've... Well, you're a big guy, so, you know. Looks like you slept well. Yes. Yep. Yes, I did. Something you want to share? Nope. No? <laughs> Are you sure? I can keep a secret. I don't think you can. And I'm pretty o- good at it. Ocula will say, he definitely can't. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> I'm a lamp. I reveal things. All right. Stormpiercer, tell them that I'm very good at uh, keeping secrets. No! (laughs) It was worth a shot. All right, fine. Cherish on the other slides out, like, dabbing. (laughs) 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 Prestigitation shooting parts everywhere. (laughs) Um... Come the morning, you get all of your gear ready to go. You pack your horses. Uh, there is no sign of Jephethi come the morning. Uh, no, my sweet baby boy. He's faded. Have a heart attack. <laughs> so you are left to wrangle your own horses. Damn it. The... I'm a girl. Uh, Jet will scamper off to go ask the captain if he can head down to Blue Gulch with the rest of you. Um... Unfortunately, when he returns, you are told that he has not been given leave to escort you down there. Apparently, uh, the the fortress needs more fortifying. Also, he's not cleared to be on, like, full edgemason duty. Yeah. Yeah. However, a certain captain from Blue Gulch will be accompanying you. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I thought fiery cool or yeah. I was I was thinking bright, uh, bright heart, but it's not. No, it's, I. It is, oh no. Yeah, oh, it's young. Ca- Captain Balthazar Brightheart needs to remain here to oversee the uh, reconstitution of the trainees, uh, seeing who else they can recruit to this area, and also making sure that this sort of thing doesn't happen again. However, Captain Jan McFeeg of the Blue Gulch Garrison. Ow. Uh, who is now the only Edge Mason assigned to Blue Gulch, uh, needs to return to his station. Yay. <laughs> so, Jet comes back to you looking dejected, and a bouncing halfling is striding next to him, uh, dragging a greatsword behind him. 
saying, Right, when are we leaving? Oh, well, the sooner we leave, the sooner we can get there. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. And like, so this guy's from from Blue Gulch. I mean, not originally. He's assigned there. Uh, like, he, but he, like for how long? He's been there as long as you can remember. Okay, so like, yeah, so so Jet and I have a very deep understanding of how horrible this journey is gonna be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Jet is definitely exchanging an apologetic look with you. Just like, and mouthing, "I'm so sorry." It's not your fault. Uh, well, I'm sorry you can't come with us, but I'll tell Calkin and you said hi and, you know, all that junk. Please, please do. Yeah, and he definitely, like, blushes real, like, bright, blushy red. I mean, I, I think what has to happen, though, is she's got to be like, hold on, come here. <laughs> Lean over for a second. <laughs> I have a secret for you. <laughs> and he'll, like, <laughs> Very awkwardly, just like eyes darting around, just like, oh lord, everyone's seeing this, and like lean in. <laughs> Are there some whoops from nearby edge masons? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and Jan McPhee will go, ooh, someone's got a girlfriend! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Little man, Stop. you're at my mercy for the next ten days. <laughs> Aye. Shut it. Aye. <laughs> what does she want me to shut? Your mouth. Oh, no, I can't do that. No, sorry. I need that to breathe. I hate this guy. She... Wait, do you actually breathe through your mouth? Aye. No, nose has been broken too many times. I can't, oh, I, can't, I, can't I breathe through that no more. No. So until I learn to breathe through my ears, it's all through my mouth. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Have you tried not headbutting everything? I don't understand. <laughs> what, what would that have to do with anything? Uh, the, the, no, the nose. Oh, no. I didn't have broken my nose by headbutting things. No. How'd you break your nose so often? I get punched a lot. Cherish is like Cherish is like mouthing all of this as he's saying it because like I imagine that this shit happens it's just out of his mouth twenty four seven. Yeah. The fact that he can't breathe through his nose is actually astounding given how much he talks. <laughs> so yes, unless there's anything else you would like to accomplish here at the tower, uh Jed is definitely there to say goodbye and, like, wave you off into the distance. Some of the other Edge Masons are clapping you on the shoulders. Uh, Captain Brightheart will definitely see you off as well. Can't thank you enough, again, for helping us retake the tower. Of course. Edge Masons are in fun. your debt. Oh, yeah. If... Say the word debt in front of Sid. <laughs> <laughs> And by that I mean I did in fact pay you with a recompense of several hundred oh, gold yes. yesterday, so... Yes. Uh, it was much appreciated. It will definitely get us uh, down to Blue Gulch, no no problem. Well, just be sure you take good care of yourselves. Don't know what other dangers might have cropped up in the absence of all of us Edge Masons having been redirected here. Well, we'll try and send word 
if if that is the case. Please do. Um, so you all mount up. Tears. I'm assuming you summon your celestial reindeer. I don't. I. She never left. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. She's just been chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So, y'all mount up and begin the journey south, striking down away from the Sun Pass Tower into the drylands proper. Hey. You know it is going to be a seven-day journey from where you are now to the drylands. It is currently the 11th, or no, actually it would now be the 12th of the month of Shade. So, presumably you should reach there by the 19th. Assuming everything goes according to plan. Which I'm right. sure it will. It probably will. It always does. Our plan is to run into some sort of distraction and fight something on the way, correct? That's the plan? <laughs> yeah, of oh. course. Okay, so. great, great, cool, <laughs> cool. As per usual. Yeah. Moving south along this long, dusty road is a familiar trek for some of you. Cherish, specifically, you have made this journey quite a few times at this point. Mm-hmm. As you're wandering, you're struck by the the hot winds that course across this environment. To the west, there is a rolling wasteland of salt flats and dusty horizons spotted with those huge mesas that bleed off into the horizon just beneath the storm edge mount or the stormwall mountains. To the south of those mesas is more cracked desert. Spotted here and there by old petrified trees, little brambles of brush, gullies full of dried riverbed stone. It is a fairly desolate area in this part of the drylands. You, Some of you know, who have made this journey before, that moving... Farther to the south, eventually the road will start to parallel the river and you'll enter more green prairie territory, which is where Blue Gulch resides. But at least in this section of the drylands, it is a desolate, dusty place. How big how big is this river? Is it like like I can throw a rock across it, or are we talking like like Willamette or like Columbia big? It's definitely not Columbia big. It's probably about half as big in places as the the Mages Run River. Um, okay. It's a, a little think like uh, the Colorado. Oh, okay. It's definitely like wider in places, but always to the point where you could always see across it. Okay. But it's less good for huge wide river boats like the the Mages Run. Yeah. I will say this much though: this river does not, in fact, have a name. So, what would we like to name this river that stretches down from Crescent's Edge, winding its way? Uh, The river actually flows from uh, south to north. Gotcha. Mm. Wait, but it's still not, it's not still the the mage's run? Uh, it sort of becomes the Mage's Run once it reaches Crescent's Edge, when it gets fed into from the tributary that flows through Stormhaven. Oh, Wick- you mean Mick- Wickmore's Landing? Yes, yeah. Wickmore's Landing. Sorry. Okay, sorry. I was confused. 
I am confused. The big wet one. There we go. Got That's it. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Got it in one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why they don't let Grawl name things. He's not very imaginative. Indeed. So we have a, a long winding river that flows up through the dry lands, which is admittedly a little strange, though it is rushing in that direction because of the myriad of hills it flows up and down through. It is fed by the Stormwall Mountains themselves, so strange, aberrant things can sometimes flow through that river. It is also very well known for people's ability to pan gold from it. Uh, much of the gold minted in the valley comes from this river. Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> well, I like some prospect or something. I don't know. Um, uh, gold dust run. Gold dust run. I mean, we already have a a run yeah uh, but um gold gold dust i mean the gold dust river gold dust uh, river is pretty good yeah the golden prospect river golden prospect you could just call it the dragon's horde Let's i think that'd be a little bit more north though <laughs> no i know it's yeah. it's, it's shiny it's got gold it's, in it's it shiny um Ugh. I'm just I'm just on a a uh, generator to like just clicking through it to get inspiration and a uh, throbbing canal that's horrible <laughs> I hate that God so the there's th the big wet one and the throbbing canal <laughs> we actually the throbbing canal is the piece so of bad. the river that flows through Nightside and Stormhaven mm. great thanks I hate it <laughs> because it pulses in the summertime. Mm -hmm. It's hot and steamy. <laughs> uh, it, I hate everything like about blood. this conversation. Uh, no, no, no. I think we should keep going. Go on, Mike. Tell me more. It's said in high summer you could walk across the throbbing canal so long as you weren't too attached to the bottoms of your boots. Hmm. Awful. <laughs> I like it. Unfortunately, to dump a body into the throbbing canal, you have to crack the scummy surface first, or else the body will just smack and sit there. <laughs> Gelatinous. Uh, uh, does it have to be a name in common? No, it does not. We just call it the Steve. <laughs> the Steve River. Yeah, the Almighty Steve. But there's there's an umlaut over. Um, I don't know. The V. That doesn't make any sense, but okay. Yeah, I know. That's why it, it doesn't have any effect, but we, we put it there for flair. <laughs> so, um, since we cannot settle on one, I will then... Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, uh... Play this fun game where I give you a chance to help input on the world, and then you just come <laughs> up blank. I, feel like, I, just had a, I just had a word. Uh, you said you were going to give us warning when we were going to pick I, names. I lied. I was, I was like, <laughs> looking through the word river in like other languages, and I was like, oh, what's, what is it in Greek? The, it's the 
it's the Potomac. Yeah. It, it's it's the famous one. You know, the, the one. River River. Yeah. Um, something canal or no canal doesn't make sense because it is um, not a canal. In fact, not a canal. Uh, God damn it! I keep losing it. This, this the fucking black speech website is in red and black. I hate this. <laughs> uh, what other colors would it be? Uh, black on black. <laughs> um. Okay, here we go. Um. The word ancient in uh black speech is mocham, or mocham. I don't know. That sounds cool. Mm, what was that kind of tea? The mocham river. Okay, let's go with that. It is the mocham river. Mocham. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, chocolatey. So, oh, never mind. We have to think of a new name. Read it. <laughs> it is not the Mocha River. I know. Again, my years as a barista can't unhear the word Mocha, though. The the, the Mocha River is uh, a popular waste disposal business in Stormhaven. Um, oh, oh, Mike! <laughs> what a gift you've given me on this day—an <laughs> unwanted gift. <laughs> For you, Reed. Um, yes, uh, my ears, such a delight. So, traveling south, your journey begins not with a bang, but with an incessant chatter, as Captain Jan is pretty interested in everything that's happened to all of y'all. We don't tell him anything. No. <laughs> I mean, admittedly. Specifically, he starts with Sid. Uh, oh. Because it's just like... You're a might impressive fighting that Otiog boy. Oh. Where did you learn such dashing do and hoary uh, sorted skill as you got? Well, it's a combination of uh, being self-taught, um, but also uh, uh, I was trained by a, a great sword master up in um, Stormhaven named um, Cesario. He's a... Uh, Air Genasi, um... Aye. But being an Air Genasi does not make you a great swordsman. Where, where was he trained? Was that? Where was he trained? What what uh, lineage of training do you sail from? I mean... Would I even know where... <laughs> no. Cesario... I don't think you no. even know. <laughs> Cesario... Cesario always insisted that he taught himself. Yeah. Oh, of course he did, the tool. Yeah. yeah. How do I explain Cesario? <laughs> That's why his hair is so big. It's full of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if it were up to him, uh, legend of... Uh, if it were up to him, everyone would believe that he invented fencing, but that's oh, clearly boy. not the case. Oh, I I put uh, plenty of fences. Oh, my God. I love him. I most definitely did not invent that. Tell you what. You know, that might have been him too, though. Who, who can say? Really? I mean... No, it's definitely, it was not. Oh, aye. I was about to say, that'd make him very, very old indeed. Yeah, I don't actually know how old Genasi get. I don't know. Yeah, live... He does not talk about himself very much. They live about as long as humans. So I not very long not... at all. <laughs> Uh, how about you? Where did you uh, learn to fight? Oh, I learned the old-fashioned way. 
just running straight in. Bye. Yeah. Head first. Head first, sword for boot first, head first. You know, all the firsts. All the all the firsts. Aye. Yeah, how long have you uh, been with the Edge Masons? Oh, going on 20 years now. Years, wow. You don't strike me as a retiring type of fellow. <laughs> I've got two ways I'm going to retire, boy. I'll tell you what. Head first or feet first? <laughs> yeah, well... I've seen you fight, and I 100% believe that. Aye. Tell you what, no no quiet life for this one. Some of we halfland folk go off retiring down to the southern fields. Not my style, no. Yeah, that sounds really boring, doesn't it? I can't Aye. imagine not doing this. Like, this is so much better than just hanging around in, like, a small cottage somewhere. Right. Pick, picking turnips out of the ground. That sounds awful. <laughs> terrible what's a man supposed to do with a turnip outside of putting it in a barrel and letting it ferment for a few years what is that what 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 happens when you do that you could turn a might many imaginary root vegetables into vodka tell you what oh that's now that is interesting that sounds hmm you wouldn't happen to have any of that root vegetable liquor on you ah no no not in the moment what, how do you how do you like whiskey? Any way I can get it. <laughs> I hand him a flask, <laughs> and he'll like flick open the cap and just like begin downing, and he just keeps Rub- going. And I just Dummy. grab it, and he's got a firm grip on it when you try. And all he's, right, all right. <laughs> and he's like. Like holding onto it with his lips as you're pulling it up, and again, this guy is maybe three feet tall. Right, like he's deceptively strong. He's he's two eleven on a good day, <laughs> but among halflings, he's a giant. Right, and eventually you pull it away from the, with an audible, uh, and like you're not supposed to really put your lips on the bit of the flask but apparently he was sucking it down like a bottle I take out like a rag and I just kind of like a bartender (laughs) and he lets out like a slight ah hey not bad Sid Sid he he drinks unfiltered cactus juice I right oh do you have any cactus juice I haven't had cactus juice Uh, no Sid if you drink it unfiltered you will die no! I mean, I'll have it filtered. I don't care. You won't I, die. You might puke up a lung or two, but you will not die. Just I mean, save those you backup puke lungs. If you up two lungs, you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> so always keep an extra lung on hand, just in case. Mm-hmm. I got one in, a, in my backpack. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Yes, the traveling continues along that way for quite some time. Uh, These conversations tend to happen as uh, you're taking breaks throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, while you're on horseback, he's doing the weird earth glide thing with his sword planted in the ground. Um, Again, sort of steering with his weapon as though it was the tiller of a boat as this bulge of earth is rising him up. Honestly, it it really freaks your horses out, so he tends to stay a little bit ahead of everybody while you're moving. 
fine does, by me. Does it make like a like a groove in the path at all? Like as if no. he's like plowing a field. Interesting. As mm-hmm. as it moves, uh, the earth behind him looks as though it is completely undisturbed. Oh, oh, that's so fun. weird. That's cool. And it's not like kicking up like dirt at us. Uh, not really. There's like a, a low shift of dust behind him, but it's not like kicking up a huge wake or anything. Okay. It's not like it's spitting up pebbles or anything. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ooh, got a ding in my windshield. Um, yeah, exactly. My horse's my horse, windshield, yeah. which is its face. <laughs> or it's your like literal my... shield. Yeah. So, the days stretch on, and yes. Yeah. Uh, Sid, do you want to practice? We're so uh, close. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you continue to practice your maneuvers. Uh, while you're practicing, uh, Captain Yan uh, attempts to give you useful pointers, which... I was counting on it. <laughs> usually boil down to throw him harder... Or be better. Awesome. So wise. It's it's really good for Tears' self-confidence. It's a great teaching method. Mm-hmm. I am getting some serious Cesario flashbacks right now. <laughs> well, Cesario would actually, like, talk about your positioning and, like, where the sword is and actually have some, like, good technical pointers, even if he claimed to invent them himself. <laughs> oh yeah. Jan's fighting style seems to boil down to throw as many punches, kicks, headbutts, and slashes at a thing until it dies. And yeah. what order those happen in, he is very nonspecific about. Uh, his, yeah. his most like poignant advice is always try to fight someone bigger than you because it means there's more of them to hit. I mean... We fought a giant once, and it wasn't that hard to hit, if I'm going to be totally honest. And he was like, right? Took a while to, you know, take it out, but... Well, look, you gotta start somewhere. With giants? Aye! You always start somewhere. And you know what's great about giants? The Nadgers are right at hitting height. No, they're still way above him, even at two feet tall. I mean, cons- but consider how long his sword is. His sword is about him and a half sized. His sword is way too big for him. Like, no practical fighter of any sort. Tirza and Sid, to a lesser extent, you would definitely know this. That, like, anyone trained in any sort of martial capacity would not recommend that you fight with a sword that big in comparison to your size. It's just impractical. Yeah. Yeah, he makes it work. And Sid, when you watched him fight, you were definitely aware that his swings really boiled down to getting a wind-up start and, like, spinning around with it like an Olympic hammer tosser without actually letting go. So he's using whirlwind? (laughs) I mean, that's... His idea is to not spin totally around, because if he hits something, it stops halfway through. Yeah. Jesus. He's adorable. It's all about the hips. A baseball player. Exactly. So yes, yeah we've we've been working on this uh, thing where uh, Tirza, you know, uses her shield like a launching board and like launches me at enemies for. A oh, I'm a great fan of launching, aye. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I saw that. I try to launch at least once a day, right in the middle of the day. It's a, a, a good shot? large launch. Do you want to give it? Do you want to give it a try? Tirza, do you want to do you want to launch this fine fellow? Oh no, we already had launch earlier today. Oh fucking goddamn! <laughs> what? It's about time for dinner, actually. Cherish, uh, just during every every one of these interactions, is just sitting there, just like shaking her head the whole time. And Maz is like, not like for once we agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she doesn't. It's not like a self satisfied thing. It's just like, oh my god, can we please be in Blue Gulch? <laughs> right. No, Maz's de- opinion is this person is too dumb to live. Yeah, and yet <laughs> here they are. Uh, so the days stretch on. Days turn to nights. The nights are still bitterly cold, and I'm assuming you resupplied with some bundles of wood before you left, because mm-hmm. otherwise there's very slim pickings out here, other than tumbleweeds and brush, and it doesn't burn great. Yeah. Once you get into the more rolling fields, there will be herd animals that you could get, like, beef poops to burn, and they mm-hmm. that is a strategy, and they do burn very well. Mm-hmm. Beef poops. <laughs> beef poops. It's like, and now I'm like, and now I can't remember what they're actually called, because you've cursed me with this, <laughs> this beautiful uh, phrase. <laughs> I mean, bison chips. Bison chips, that's what it was. Cow pats. Um... But yes, the beef poops are still days away. <laughs> I hate it. I hate oh, it. Darn. I hate it. Count down those days to beef poops. Do so do we beef see anyone? As you're traveling like, there... on the first three days of travel, you see nobody else. That's is that weird? I ask uh Cherish if that's weird. Hey Mike, is that weird? This time of year, in winter, it's not unheard of. This isn't exactly the travel season. Um, Especially, people really don't have a reason to leave the southern areas of the drylands. The northern drylands is a very dangerous place. Yeah. Once you get into the prairie country, then things start being a lot more pastoral. There's farmlands down there. People are moving from little bits of civilization. You're probably more likely to see people wandering around. This side of the the prairies, the odds of meeting people are a lot less. If you're moving in high summer, then it would be unusual. But this time of year, it's not unheard of. Yeah. As you keep moving, you know that on your fourth day of travel, you'll probably hit the prairie lands sometime during the day. Uh, You can already smell a change in the wind. It moves from this dry, desolate smell that Grawl, you're all too familiar with, to a bit Mm -hmm. more of a a rich, earthy tone. It seems as though the the ground here isn't nearly as desolate or blighted. It's not even blighted. That's the wrong word. It's just dry. And I mean, there's a reason this place is called the Drylands. Yeah. It's like like palatable, like the dryness. You can just like. Yeah, it's like Arizona or Utah. It's just like you can, mm. once you get out into the, the desert areas, you can taste it on the air. But mm. once you okay. move into, like, the the greener pastures, there's definitely a change in the air that you can smell. It's a, an earthiness. And when you get that mm-hmm. whiff, you know you're close to the prairies, and you should probably be there within the day. Mm-hmm. 
as you begin, party. As you begin moving, though, you're moving through low rolling hills. Occasionally, you'll the road you're on will pass between two hills, and those are generally moments of high tension, as the odds of ambush in those scenarios are a lot higher. Doesn't happen a lot, but there are these creatures called the Tlincali. They are large scorpion folk. Think oh, like scorpion yeah. centaurs. Ugh. I don't want to, but thank you. Like, now I'm thinking about Scorpion Kings during Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Precisely. Actually, exactly that. Um, well, I mean, not the movie, obviously, because he's not actually a scorpion. Centipede. Right, no. Uh, Just centaur in that one. At the end of The Mummy Returns, yes. Yes. But a little bit more chitness and less Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, um, bummer. But they are known for grabbing wanderers in this area and just dragging them off into the wasteland to do who knows what with. Uh, thankfully, you do not run into any of them. Yay! Yay! I would have set them on fire anyway, so that's fine. As you're coming out from between two of these hills and coming up over a rise, you can see an immediate change in the landscape off in the distance. Rather than just dry, red soil, you see green pastures. You're not sure what demarcates this line, but just at a certain point, you start seeing it goes from almost nothing on the earth to loose scrub, dry grasses, to more intense, like, weedy grass, to a more pastoral... I mean, the grass is still tall, it's coming up to your knees and to your thighs, but it's just this low rolling grasslands in the southern drylands. Mm-hmm. Huh. You can't necessarily see in all directions because it's this low rolling hillscape uh, dotted every once in a while with a, a low copse of uh, white barked trees. There's lots of birch that grows down here. Mm-hmm. Pretty. Yeah. As you are moving towards the edge of this grassland, though, and like the green grasses are becoming more and more prevalent, you definitely see something that none of you recognize, and that is what looks like an outpost of some kind at the edge of the road. Some kind of small encampment. Uh, any particular, like, aesthetic? Or is it, like, again, like, the Edge Mason stuff of just being, like, they're white tents! Yeah. You see what looks like a small encampment that's built around a... It looks like kind of a, a hut... There's a, a wooden wall with some posts all around it and kind of a canvas top to it. It almost looks like a gazebo, but very rough and uh, tough, to, tough to make out exactly what's going on in this encamp, but that's sort of what you get from a distance. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I turn to Jan and it's like, is that one of you guys? And he'll like pull up on his sword and his little earth mound will just stop and he'll. it looks like he's standing on solid ground again. There's no lift to it. And he'll say, "At eat one of ours. We don't tend to set up checkpoints or anything. Tis the Edge Mason's well, job to patrol and keep an eye on things. Well, wait, how, how how long ago did you leave Blue Gulch? Like, this wasn't here when you left? It was not here less than a week ago. Hmm. Hmm. Bandits, maybe? If they're bandits and they're in for a right, they might have trouble, tell you what. Well, 
Do we want to go introduce ourselves or go say hello? Sid, do you want to maybe try to sneak up on him? Get figure out what's going on? Like I said, you're you're I mean, coming up on top of a rise here and you're all on horseback when you see this. So they're probably about a thousand feet away, and if you can see them, they can maybe see you. Hmm. Yeah, and there's not like it's mostly just grass. It's, yeah, that's true. I mean it's tall grass. It's like knee high, thigh high grass, but I think we're fine. Okay. I think we could I think we go up and say hello. We're we're we can handle ourselves. Okay. Everyone give me perception checks? <laughs> yep. Ooh. It's like whether we sit around and argue or come to a decision, it's we're gonna get in trouble either way, so yeah. All comes down to perception. Seventeen. Uh, Fifteen. Eleven. Uh that's gonna be twenty one. Damn. I got a plus eight to that. Um, Sid, you're the only one who sees this. Mm-hmm. In the distance, on basically moving parallel to you on the grasslands, you see two figures. You think they're on horseback, basically watching you for half a second and then charging southward towards that uh, encampment. They're probably about a half mile off. And they've clearly seen you, and they're charging towards that encampment. Okay. Well, we... Looks like they've spotted us, which is fine. We weren't trying to hide anyways. Let's just be on our guard. All right. Okay. Sounds... Yeah. Moving down the road... An odd thing happens as you begin to approach the encampment. Sid, you track the movement of the horse, the mounted figures. They reach the encampment, and as the rest of you see these horsemen appear almost out of nowhere, you had no idea they were there, just cutting across the field towards this encampment, they arrive, and a very unusual thing happens. The gazebo you see, that rough wooden structure with the canvas top, begins to move and rise. Oh, uh, shit. Um. What now? What, what is happening? Fucking and what? as you're coming down the road, you see the whole thing rotate, and you can now clearly see figures inside this gazebo. Um, you can't quite tell what they are yet, but this whole structure appears to be on the broad, wide shoulders of some massive creature that is now standing up and adjusting itself on the edge of the road. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, okay. And it is tromping forward towards you. As are uh, those two people you thought were on horseback as well as a large creature you're i don't it's this huge gray armored looking creature with kind of a a long sloping snout that comes down to a strange gray stony beak these four black eyes on either side of its head and it's armored snoot kind of comes back into this long frill that comes up in almost a shark fin on the top of it. 
and you see two figures what riding on its back. This? Okay, this is definitely not good. Grawl? Yeah. Hailing you immediately recognize this creature. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, super. It is a bulette. Also known as a land shark. Land shark! And they are commonly used as mounts by hobgoblin captains. That's my boys! This is not good. Except literally not. Except not. Yep. And as they begin moving towards you, not in an aggressive fashion, but definitely like moving up the road to meet you, you can see that the huge kind of tawny-skinned creature with the huge, almost like mini-fortress on its back is an ogre, just strapped down with chains and leather cords that are supporting this tower that is resting on its back. Within that tower is four chattering goblins that are sort of leaning out with short bows. Flanking the bulette is what you thought were two horsemen. But now, as they resolve, you can see that they are, in fact, centaurs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Marked up with red war paint, as well as, like, clattering bones and leather hide armor. They wield what looks like obsidian weapons. There are two hobgoblins riding the bulette. One with the dark iron bands marking them as a captain. The other wielding a staff that looks like it's made of charred, blackened wood that is all too familiar to all of you from the second or the third trial. It looks like it's made from charcoal pine. Yeah. Okay. And... Bye, guys. (laughs) Okay. As far as the second one. Fire was the second one, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's why I was confused. Fair I was enough. Like, Sorry, I. I was I, like the Koatoa staff. I always forget that the, <laughs> the the first event wasn't actually a trial. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just was like, what? But anyway, yeah, it's all bad news. When you're yeah, about three hundred feet away, the figure on the top of the bullet will dismount and hold up a hand, and the pro like. Procession will come to a halt. The ogre carrying the the tower will like let out a little bit of a roar as the goblins begin chattering and laughing to with each other. And this bright red skinned hobgoblin in banded splint mail will walk forward, hand on a a long sword at their hip. At their back, there's a flag that's kind of sticking up from behind them, samurai style. And you can see on the flag there is an iron gauntlet gripping a skull. Hey, that's great. Um, hey, that's gross. Hey, which one I <laughs> So, actually, speaking of Grawl, mm. where are you in the... I mean, I'm assuming we're kind of tight. You're in the back. Oh, yeah. I think, so, so Tirza is probably as well, because my mount is slightly slower than everybody else's. Um, and Tirza, like, does a quick like look to crawl since he just revealed his tragic backstory you to see, us. You see him put up his hood and like <gasps> try to get it like covering his eyes as much as possible. Uh, and see, um, Cherish isn't wearing the hat. She should have given it to Grawl. 
Oh man. Have you you've not put the hat of disguise back on? No, I don't think she has. Okay. We're going we're going home. It's true. Perfect place for bad guys if, to look for you. And if anybody in my hometown is a bounty hunter, they have to tell me or it's trapped. <laughs> Uh, Jan will come to a stop when he sees this procession moving and wait for the four of you to catch up to him. And he'll, like, sort of look back at you, look over at them and say, Well, this looks like an asshole who needs a kicking. No, let's no. not Let's not start out this interaction like that, Jan, please. Yeah, let's see if we can maybe talk our way through this. All right, but I'll tell you maybe what. Maybe you'll learn something. It's gonna come to kicking and biting, I'll tell you what. Biting? We're certainly not ruling it out. They have very sharp teeth. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, this is went from Hail and shitty well to worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Tirza has has taken her shield out, but not a hammer. And as much as that was a joke, Elliot, I think she'll like raise a hand and be like hey what ho travelers <laughs> and um are there any like particular like like greeting faux pas that i would know about that things that you don't do is like uh, like go for a high five or you know hobgoblins sure respect strength great don't show weakness uh maintain eye contact okay are you gonna tell any of us that Crawl. Um, yeah, I'll relay uh, all this information to people. Okay. Uh, Look mean. Uh, tears it's, of it's, like... it's, it's actually not about meanness. It's about like regimented, structured strength and being respectful to one's enemies. There is a strict code of honor among hobgoblins. Yeah, I don't know if Sid understands that. I just need him to look mean <laughs> and not like a, a smarmy little turd. <laughs> Cherish is like, oh, I mean, well, I'm not scared, so. I know, I know. I just don't need you to say anything bad. Okay, okay, okay. Cherish okay. is like, oh, well, maintaining eye contact is just polite. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> you don't ever have to blink. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's true. I don't blink. <laughs> yeah, I try not to think about that too much. I just imagine that you blink when I'm not looking or when I'm blinking. That's, when yeah, that's why you can't that's see it I because blink. they happen at the exact same time. Exactly. That's even worse that she just knows when you're blinking and so she <laughs> blinks. It's all coincidence. This is the only way I can. Uh, I'm assuming they are getting there. closer to us now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're Very like cool talking about. They stop changing. when they're about 120 feet away, so that puts their allies about 180 feet behind them. And and they're just walking up. Yeah. And they've got a hand on a long sword, and you can see their other hand is sort of resting down low near a bundle of javelins that rest at the small of their back. Um, I guess somebody should go talk to them, huh? I believe Tirza is saying hail and well met. Sure. I did just say that. Yeah. This hobgoblin will come forward <laughs> and say... Guys. This land is now under the protection of the Legion of Bones. Please support those who protect your lands by paying the toll to use this road to Blue Gulch. 
If you do so, your safety will be assured. If not, we respectfully ask that you turn back. Uh, <clears throat> we merely require passage. What uh, toll is expected? In order to maintain the safety of these lands, the legions require the submission of all arms and armor for inspection and possible gathering for the use of the legions. I don't think that's going to work. Um... God, Tirsa, like, looks back at everybody. And um, Jan, who's, like, kind of standing in the midst of your horses now, is just going to say, there's no way in fucking hell he's getting my sword, tell you what. Fuck that. <laughs> hey, Grawl. What? Would what they respond want? to money instead? Doubtful. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, they make their own weapons. They, like, they don't need to buy anything. And the captain will, never looking away from you, Tirza, will say, Do you find these terms immutable? Cherish looks at everyone. No? No. no. It's, it's no. no, right? Yeah. Oh, this is not going to go well. Um, uh, we... Uh, Tirza will actually like <laughs> hear everybody whispering and be like um <laughs> god you guys are gonna get killed <laughs> uh you cannot complain I'm sorry you were breaking up there a little bit please repeat yourself uh <laughs> will not comply we cannot comply. That's what I said the first time. Very uh, well. Please turn yourselves around. Return from whence you came. Uh, excuse me. Is there <laughs> another form of payment that you would accept? And, uh, a very fine uh, <laughs> we have uh, this boy halfling here. here. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> can use him as a training dummy. He's very hard to kill. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of walk up, I guess. I don't know. Tirza, did you walk up on foot? I think you are still about 120 feet away just shouting at him on horseback. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. Oh, God. I came, one of my favorite parts I, of Shazam. I came forward, like, a little bit, I assume. Right. But yeah, I'm still probably about 100, 100 feet oh, away, yeah. 110 feet. Mm -hmm. That's fine. No, arms yeah. and armor is all the Legion requires. Please submit these for inspection or turn around. Uh, can you um, on our body? God. You guys chose the wrong spokesperson. Tirza is like 
Sid, I think uh, only you can see it, but Tears's hand is on her warhammer and it's like shaking really hard. And there's slight little crackles of lightning dancing between the fingertips. <laughs> Maybe what we should do is come back when it's darker and sneak past them. I can see in the dark, you know that, they, right? Yeah. So, uh, Tears says 30 almost 30 exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> up to 30 feet. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't have to fight them. I'm not very sneaky. I'm honestly better at fighting. <laughs> the captain you just stands in the middle of the road, staring at you impassively as you're having this little yep. powwow. Uh, god damn. Well, we cannot accept those terms. Uh, if you... Lord. Um. Um. Sid, Grawl, and Cherish, please give me yeah. perception checks. 17. Um, also, Mike, is there anything that uh, Grawl would know that would allow us passage? Uh, something that would like uh, signal that we're part of a clan? If if you knew the passphrases of the Legion of Bone, you would be able to get past this captain with no effort whatsoever. Uh-huh. I don't know this, do I? I do not believe you do. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 26 perception. Okay. I rolled a 14. Freak. Perceptive weirdo. Uh, 17. <laughs> All right. Well... They rolled very shitty. So you all notice the grasses on either side of the road are rustling slightly, and as though small figures are running through the un like the the low grasses. As Tirza is talking to this uh, captain and saying, "We cannot abide by these terms." I want to look back at the ogre. Like, if I see the grass rustling, I want to like. Are, are there still figures moving in the? There's gazebo or whatever. Yes, the ogre's gazebo is still occupied. Ugh, dip. That means there's more of them. Yeah. <laughs> about about how many are around us at this point? Tough to say. Even with that high of a perception check, you can tell that there are two groups of them, maybe two each. Two each, four. So four uh, total, maybe. Four sneaking, but then the, there's also the, the main guy there's the big shark thing. Admittedly, the, the primary force here seems to be almost 300 feet away. Right. Though you're not exactly certain how fast those uh, bulets can travel. Yeah. Though, Grawl, you would know they can move real fast if they're underground. On land... They are... They're land sharks. Yeah. Huh. Would we know what a normal shark is? Just curious. Uh, I mean, it would. Yeah, there are uh, freshwater oh, guess, sharks yeah, freshwater. that yeah. that live yeah. in the lake. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. All right. Cool. You also know if the bullet has a single rider, though, they can dip beneath the spine ridge on the back and remain mounted while this thing dives underground. That's spooky. Pretty fucking badass. Tears a. Are we fighting or what? Yeah, I mean, 
we cannot ab- uh yeah i think i think she's gonna gonna shout that like we cannot abide by your terms but we must have passage so bring it bozo <laughs> she doesn't say that no. and the hobgoblin will look at you with kind of a almost a disappointed expression and just say very well Today you have made an enemy of the Legion of Bone. Son of a bitch. Well, technically, one of our party already was. <laughs> you do not say out loud. And I think it is uh, there that we will take our break. I, I don't say that out loud. No. <laughs> and when we return, I think a fight's about to break out. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Get in line, buddy. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a very special magical item that could be of use to any one of you, and that is the Crystal Ball. Now, most of you will recognize this item. It has become a staple of fortune tellers all throughout the multiverse. This simple ball of clear crystal with a slightly foggy interior, you never know what they're looking at in there. Well, I can tell you, if you stare into a crystal ball that is one of the genuine articles, you can use it to cast the spell Scrying, which, if you didn't know, lets you create a small sensor that you can perceive things through at a location or person that you might be familiar with. Your familiarity might affect exactly how the spell works, but usually, if you have a good idea of what you're looking for, you can look upon things at a great distance. Though not infinite, it does have to be on the same plane as you are. So, if you ever wanted to check in on a loved one or spy on your enemies, you could do so carrying one of these crystal balls. Now, what most people don't know is that that's just the base model. There are several exceptional versions of the crystal ball that exist out there in the multiverse, and I happen to have two of the three varieties. First is the crystal ball of mind-reading. While your sensor is placed next to whatever you're scrying, you can read the minds of the creatures you are observing, gleaning their thoughts and understanding their motivations. The second is the crystal ball of telepathy, a little less evil version of the other one. It lets you communicate telepathically with whatever creatures you might see while scrying. Very useful if trying to look in on friends or family. You know, just to say, what's up? Now the third crystal ball, the crystal ball of true sight, that is a little more rare and allows the user to see, well, everything. True sight's a bit of a doozy, though. Can knock the pants right off of you if you're not prepared for it. Now, for the mind reading and the telepathy variants, I would charge, well, (laughs) let's just say it is a bit of an exorbitant amount. But for the base model, I would be willing to part with your average everyday crystal ball, you know, that lets you observe things at an infinite distance within the plane that you're on, for a mere 1,500 gold. That is a bargain. Any takers? Come on, what's 1,500 gold to see a near-infinite distance? Anyone at all? Ah, okay. Well, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they were on the long road to Blue Gulch. 
On the way, they had many fun conversations with their new best buddy in the world, Jan McFeeg, captain of the Edge Masons. Uh, moving through the desolate northern drylands, they eventually found their way to the edge of the green pastoral prairie lands that surround Blue Gulch. At the edge of it, though, they were not accosted, but uh, certainly told that they must give up their hard-won armor and weapons if they are to pass a checkpoint set up by the Hobgoblin Legion of Bone, or at least some detachment of it. You really don't think that this is the entire Legion. No. Well, Jan might. But... <laughs> He's stupid like that. Anyway, yeah. after rebuking their fair and generous offer to give up all your stuff or just leave, yeah. you said... <laughs> <laughs> to hell with that. That was so good time. <laughs> and so it is in that mind space that I must indeed ask for the time-honored beginning of combat tradition, which is initiative. Hey, yeah. it's it's so interesting how Tirza just did a, a bad, bad performance there, but you still feel inspired somehow. Mm. You all can add a plus three to your initiative rolls. Oh, gee, thank you. Thank you for that well, so much. Well, help out a uh, ton. actually, Tears, I would like to clarify something there. Hmm. You are talking about the uh, your new and improved aura of alacrity, are you not? Yeah, and what, I am. What is, what is the range on said aura? It's ten feet. And That's how, where I went how, to. How far ahead of everyone did you say you got? Ten feet. Yeah, so they are now ten feet behind you. Not within ten feet of you. I did that on purpose. <laughs> within ten. I have plus three to initiative. Fine. Now, if you had said I move five feet forward so that everyone is still within <gasps> ten feet of me, that would oh, have been shit. another matter entirely. Sure. Well, just kidding. She was just like, prepare to be inspired. I'm like, I'm I'm not feeling it. Sorry. Do you feel it? Oh, actually, no, I rolled Sid, a three, you said so you no. came forward, so you might get it. Yeah, Sid, you did trot forward a little bit, so I'd say Sid okay. is probably inside the aura. That's good, because I didn't roll well. Well, anyway. Don't even talk to me on about not rolling well. Let us confirm how well you did or did not roll by asking 25 to 20? 21. 21 oh. for Tirza. Helped me out. <laughs> I got a nat 20. Woo -woo -woo -woo. Nice. What That's why my hands are up here. <laughs> what, Just to be like... What does that make your total initiative? Oh, it actually makes it 21. Okay. So, Tirza, you got a 21 as well? Yeah. Okay. I'll say the nat 20 trumps that just because for funsies. Okay. Yeah. okay. God bless America. <sighs> All right. All right. So, 15 to 20? Cool. Uh, 10 to 15? 13. 13. All right. Grawl? Yes? What do you got? What you got, my friend? You're... I don't want to talk about it. Well, okay, then you're not on the initiative uh, It's chart. a one. It's a one. <laughs> it's a one. It might as well not be in the initiative. It's cool. It's great. You're, yeah. All right. You go to second round. Bringing up the rears of the day. <laughs> Grawl's having a ball at the back. <laughs> So, that is going to start things off with Cherish. Okay. You are on horseback. Question. You are yes. 120 feet from the nearest perceived enemy. 
Who has just leveled a finger at you all and said, you have made an enemy of the Legion of Bone. Not good. So. Yeah. Uh, my horse, Lonnie, mm -hmm. can move a number of feet. Yes. That I don't know off the top of my head because I'm an idiot. 60 um, feet. 60 yes. feet? Moves mm -hmm. the feet so, for a riding horse, yes. Yes. Now, if I were to then cast fly on myself after going that 60 feet, I don't get an additional 60 feet of movement. No, you do not. Because you will have no, I do not. used your movement to push your horse forward. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I just wanted to double check. <laughs> Tirza, you are on okay. deck. So, I am going to cast fly on myself. Okay. And I am going to fly... What I kind of want to try to do is, like, not go just straight towards our first perceived enemy and the other ones in the back, but kind of like maybe try to curve, like drift around. Okay. On a horse drift. I want to air drift. Yeah. I'm assuming oh, you can okay. cherish cast fly on themselves, not the horse. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was... <laughs> oh, no. that's a, that's an experiment for a different day. <laughs> uh, so you want to drift away from the road in uh, to the west or to the east? You are approaching from the north. I and the river is to the west of us. The river is kind of to the southeast. South. I mean, it's a ways away. You're not close but to... But it's that way? So if you're heading south down the road, yeah. the river would be to your left. Left, right? Yeah, so the southeast. Southwest. No, it's southeast. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. North doesn't <laughs> change directions with your body. Nope. That'd be stupid. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to move west then. Sorry. Okay. I am playing a character that's smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> Always a fun gambit. So yeah. you head in a uh, southwesterly direction. Sort of yes. over the fields of grass. Mm -hmm. And you're moving your full 60 feet? Yes. What kind of elevation are you getting? Uh, I am about 10 feet off the ground. Okay. And how far away from the road are you getting? So what what is the angle of our triangle here? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, it's like, it's not. Like 45-ish. Okay. 45. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And you're about 10 feet off the ground. Good to know. Yeah. That brings us to Tirza. It does. Um. Sorry, I'm just researching a thing. Uh, because I did not write how far I can throw my javelin. <laughs> Javelins have a range of 30 feet at... Uh, the first range increment, and 120 feet at the far range increment. But, what, past 30, it's disadvantage? Yes, and yeah. past 120, it's a impossible shot. Or very, 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 very difficult. Basically, you'd need a natural 20 to hit past that. And Fine. I and I think your, arm, your thrown weapon master thing might uh, increase the range? It adds 10 feet. Okay, yeah. 
but cool. not by a ton. Um, well, you know, that's totally fine. Because, uh, so, is the Hobgoblin captain still mounted? Not the one that, no, it dismounted and left its uh, unit behind and strode and, up the road. And where is that, like, behind it? About 180 feet behind them. Okay. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Um, I am going to... Uh, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, I'm going to just ride up uh, 50 feet. Okay. And I am going to... Uh, so the Hobgoblin Captain is now 70 feet away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, pull out a javelin and ready an action if I can. Okay. What is the trigger for this action and what is the action? Uh, that is if the Hobgoblin Captain gets within 30 feet of my javelin i'm gonna chuck it out okay sounds good that will bring us to Hob i'm also gonna i'm i'm so sorry i'm also going to uh cast a divine favor with my bonus action. bonus action got it okay sounds good so that brings us to the hobgoblins the captain will let out a shout of a a word that I don't know who here speaks goblin. I do. Hi. Okay. Uh, you hear a resonant word escape the captain's lips. Um, essentially, it roughly translates. Unfortunately, there's a lot of words uh, for this in goblin, uh, but it translates to fight. Uh, but there are like 20 words for fight in Goblin. Um, yeah. The more precise translation would be uh, fight for glorious honor for you are a part of Magubiet's legion and you are one under its banner. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Grawl, you would know mm -hmm. that a Hobgoblin captain shouting this word can have a mystical effect on any legionnaire mm -hmm. fighting below them. So he is empowering his troops in some way. Okay. That's fun. That's great. He will then launch himself into the air 60 feet. Yep. He will basically Jesus. just Superman jump straight up. Mm -hmm. And that did not realize he could fly. Yeah, no one did. Or is that just a jump? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, no. I mean, it looks like he's flying because he doesn't come back down. Um, but he will draw a Longsword in one hand, a javelin in the other, and stare over at uh, Cherish. Come at me, bro. Um, let's see. He's gonna huck that javelin at Cherish. Cool. That's a disadvantage because it's a long range, but let's see how he does anyway. Um, that's not terrible. Uh, that is going to be a 16 to hit. I cast shield. Okay. What? 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 Sorry. Yeah, it's one of my new powers. I can spend one of Maz's sorcerer points to cast shield. Indeed. Without that... expending a spell slot. 
That's neat. Yeah. So you cast a magical shield. The javelin ricochets off and spirals down to the ground. The hobgoblin captain will snarl and draw another javelin, but that ends his turn. The other hobgoblin, who is still on top of the bulette, will spur his mount forward. Uh, it will lunge forward about 30 feet in this huge arcing jump uh, that is quite terrifying to see even from a distance. And then when it hits the ground, it will just bury straight in. Awful. And disappear. Good. And a a light tremor begins, like, rumbling beneath uh, your mount's feet. Cool. As it moves very quickly in a direction. That will bring us to Sid. Cool. Um, You said there was rustling next to us? Uh, There was rustling in the grass to either side of the road, which actually, uh, Cherish, from the air, you'd be able to see this. Uh, You can see that on either side of the road, there are uh, small bands of bugbears moving through the grasses. Uh, Could I I have alerted them as a free action? You could have shouted, bugbears in the grass! Bugbears! BT dubs! Don't go into the tall grass! (laughs) Yeah. BT Dubs Bears. BT Dubs Bears. Oh my god. So yes, uh, you are all aware that there are hobgoblins to e- or uh, bugbears to either side of you, but you do not uh, necessarily know their precise locations. Right, yeah. Um... Jesus. Uh, okay. Um... So on the on the actual road going forward, uh, is anyone in my way if I were to like just dash through? No, there's nobody on the road anymore for the first 300 feet, as far as you can tell. What's beneath the road, you don't know, but... Right, yeah. Um, Where are the centaurs? The centaurs are still 300 feet away. That's Um, where I'm headed. Yeah. um, I guess I'll fight the bugbears. I don't like uh, mounted combat. Um... Um, yeah, I will, I will, no, 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 I'll get off, uh, basically I'll try and get, um, Kono to, uh, sort of run, I'll get off Kono and I want to try and get it with animal handling to, like, run to them, just run away from where we're confronting this, I don't want to risk my horse. Basically. Okay. I mean, you're pretty confident that it will do that once you dismount. <laughs> okay. But right. it's not the horse's turn yet. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um and then I'm going to uh I'm going to um would I be able to hold my or would I be able to uh use a defensive stance? Yeah, or... you want to use the dodge action? Yeah. Okay, so any incoming attacks will have disadvantage on you? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can rogues do that as a bonus action, or is it just dash not, and disengage? Not as a bonus action, no. Okay, so, yeah, that's a monk thing. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, you totally do that. Um, that brings us to uh, Captain Yan, who will plant his sword in the ground and go barreling forward. Um, um yeah. He moves an astounding 100 feet in one round doing oh, this. Shit. Um, yeah. yeah, he's very fast, but it takes his whole turn to do it. Um, 
And he's, yeah, 100 feet down the road in the blink of an eye riding this weird wave of Earth. Uh, that brings us to other bad guys. Okay, now the bugbears will burst out of the grass and hurl a just cavalcade of javelins into your group. Yeah. Um, you were alerted to their presence, so they do not get their surprise attack feature, which is really good, because an extra 2d6 worth of damage sucks. Uh, yeah. Let's see, yeah, there are six of them in total, and who is still on the ground? That is going to be uh, Sid, Tirza, and Grawl are all sort of grouped together, so I think each of you are going to get two javelins. I'm sorry, you cut out. Each We're getting you, attacked by two javelins. You each get two javelins. So I'm 50 feet ahead of where Oh, Grawl you is. are? Okay, so Grawl and Sid are both getting three javelins. I'm sorry, Grawl. I'm fine. sorry, Reed. We'll be fine. So... Sid, unfortunately, I have to roll all of these at disadvantage for you, so this is going to be a tedious process. But uh, the first one is going to be a 22 to hit, because he rolled real high. That's disadvantage. That was an 18 and a 19. <laughs> Fuck, okay. Uh, second one, not so good. Uh, that is a 12 to hit. Yeah, it's going to miss. And this next one is a 16 to hit. Uh, that is also going to miss. All right, very good, very good. So... Uh, the javelin that hits you is going to deal a paltry seven piercing damage. And, you know, I'm just gonna half that. Cool. I'm glad you halved that. Anyway, uh, Grawl, three javelins for you, my friend. None of these get disadvantaged, mm -hmm. though, if they could roll above a five, that would be cool. No, 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 that's okay. Uh, let's roll that third one just to see. Yeah, wow, these all suck. Uh, the highest one is going to be a 14 to hit. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so 6, 9, and 14. Awesome. Um, so these javelins come clattering down to the ground. Uh, those of you who have dismounted, your horses are beginning to panic. And you're probably they're probably going to start fleeing real soon. Um, let's see. The howda is going to go charging forward, though it can't move very far. Um, yeah, it moves 80 feet this turn. Uh, the goblins on its back are going to pull up their short bows, and they are at very far range um, from Tirza. All four of them are going to fire at you. Because you are the first one. Uh, actually, no. Two of them are firing at Yon, one of them is and two of them are firing at Tirza. Uh, though, yeah, that one's not going to hit. A... Wow, those suck. A 14 is not going to hit Tirza. No way, no how. No. Let's see how they do against Yon. Nope, not even close. Goblins suck. Anyway, uh, the centaurs are also going to charge forward. They can move a lot faster, and they close a hundred feet this turn. So there is Dip. about a hundred feet separating them and Yawn. And yeah, um, no one has gotten within range of you, Tears. I'm just letting you know that. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize he could jump straight into the air. Yeah, Grawl, that brings us to you. Okay. Um, well, uh, is anything within 120 feet? Uh, the bugbears on either side of you are within 30 feet. They've just like burst up out of the grasses on either side of the road. Okay. Uh, how many on each side? Three on each Three side. Each. Three on each side. Okay. Well, I'm going to deal with the immediate threat, which are uh, bugbears. And I'm going to move 30 feet over to a group of them. 
and uh, I'm going to swing away with the, my greatsword. Okay, swing away. Heck, yep. slash. Oh, not good. That's not going to hit, probably. Not with a 10. 10's not going to hit, no. Great, second attack. Uh, that's even worse. That's a 9. That's also not going to hit. Well, that was a fun turn. Cool, guys. Okay. So, that's going to bring us to back up to the top with Cherish, except the horses. Uh, who is still mounted? Nobody? Except for Tirza, who is on a Celestial Reindeer, so it doesn't matter. Okay, so... Uh, Sid, Sid got off his horse? Yeah, Sid yeah. got off his horse. I, said, oh, okay. I, I missed that. I missed that. Uh, the rest okay. of your horses flee in a panic. Yeah, uh, in random directions. Hi, babies. Uh, Hi, Lonnie. Definitely away. Some of them go back up the road. Some of them go out into the field. Yeah, they're just... They are gone. Yeah. Um, That is going to bring up uh, back to the top with Cherish. Okay. Tears of you are undead. How, how far away is the ogre now from me with his little backpack, little the, boys? The ogre Hauda is... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, you are about 45 feet off the road, it moved 80 feet, so it is roughly 100, no, uh, 220 oh, feet away from me. Yeah, it was like 300 feet away uh, when was we it? started. Yeah. 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 Okay, well that's what I'm. What I'm attempting to do is curve around towards the, the howda, so uh, I am going to keep doing that. Okay, so uh, do you keep moving away from the road as you do this? Or do you maintain a parallel uh, track with the road now that you're about 45 feet away from it? I'm going to maintain a parallel track with the road. Okay, so you move the full 60 feet down the road. Uh, You are now probably about halfway between the distance where the enemy started and uh, where you all started. Okay. Shit. Okay. Uh, and you can see that captain still flying in the sky, eyeballing you as you move. Okay. Um, yeah, and as you moved, you're sort of, like, moving below him at, like, you're you're pretty sure if he flew a full distance, he could probably catch you at this point. Okay. Uh, yeah, how far away is that captain from me? You moved 50 feet, so he is 60 feet up and about... 70 feet away. Okay. So I don't know what the hypotenuse is there. Uh, but okay. always. Oh god, I don't even remember how to do that. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> Major in math or something. <laughs> so you can not get a job in mathematics? Yeah, I mean... School's great. Do it. <laughs> I fully endorse it. Okay. But anyway, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say he's roughly 110 feet. Uh okay. I I mostly am caring about vert uh horizontal. Yeah. Also math. So 70. Okay. Um I am and you can you can dash on a mount, right? Yes, but that takes your action to do. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I'm going to just keep going towards the howda. Okay, so you charge your full turn? Uh, Actually, 
I know that the bugbears are there now. I'm I might turn around and help my fellows. I'm okay. I'm going to do that. Sorry, I'm It's okay. Uh thinking out loud. So you wheel your horse around or your reindeer around and charge at one of the groups of bugbears. Yeah, and I'm going to uh throw my javelin at the closest one. Okay. Are you moving towards the group that is engaged with Grawl or the group on the other side of the road? Um the group on the... I'm going to do the group that's engaged with Grawl. Okay. And I believe that was the group on the west side of the road, right, Grawl? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you go and throw a javelin at the closest one of those. Do it. I do. Um, That is an 11. 11's not going to hit. Nope. How about a... Seven. Also, not going to hit. Strangely enough, we are doing Two so good. Guys. Javelins in the grass. Yep. The answer was ninety-two feet. By the way, okay, approximately. I was not as far off as I thought. Um, no, did a pretty good job. Is that possible? What are they made out of? <laughs> so uh, that's going to bring us to the hobgoblins. Uh, the captain flying in the air is going to charge straight down at Cherish, coming out of the yeah, sky like an avenging angel. Uh, so hot. Hunch him. Coming Hunch down him. at you like Sephiroth over here. Um, mm. His big old longsword gripped in one hand and a uh, javelin in the other. He will make two attacks against you. See, this is why I wish I could attack away. Yeah, it's real nice. Uh, first attack is going to be a 19 to hit. Oh, yeah. All right. And it wouldn't even matter casting shields because it makes my AC 19. So. And the, the javelin strike is going to be 11 to hit. Okay. Does that hit? Oh, no. I thought it was 11 damage. No. Uh, the javelin. But 11 does not hit. Okay. So just, Sorry, just the short sword then. Or the long sword, I should say. Just the long sword. Just long sword damage. Yeah, it's just long sword damage. It's fine. <sighs> It's great. It's not great sword damage. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So he is going to be dealing <laughs> always, eight always slashing count your damage. damage dice. Always count your damage dice blessings. <laughs> okay. All right, and then oh, I haven't been rolling that this whole time. Holy crap! That's oh, oh, okay. It's alright. We live and learn. Um. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. Um, that's going to bring us to the other hobgoblin who is currently underground. Uh, he is going to keep moving, and yeah, moves another eighty feet in a direction. Um, that will bring us to Captain Yan, who will charge another hundred feet straight down. He is about twenty feet away from the the ogre with the gazebo now. Uh, and it looks like he is going to have a rough and tumble time with this thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you do. I should change my strategy then. That brings us to bad guys. Uh, all the goblins are going to fire at uh, Captain Yan here because he is presenting such a good target. Oh, goblins, you suck so much. Yay. <laughs> uh, Maybe Yan is just so great. No, I mean, he's no. fine, but he's, he's fine. He does not have plot armor, I'll say that much. Um, 
his armor is made of spongy, spongy flesh. Um, so one of them is going to hit for a tiny little bit of damage. Um, the ogre is going to charge forward and come around. Uh, its hands are bound in these like rough iron. They look like cauldrons that have been shoved over this thing's hand and chained to its arms. Uh, so it doesn't actually have hands. It just has these big balls of metal at the ends of its arms. And it will reach up one of those and try to smash it down on top of Yon. Cool. Ooh, yeah, and that's going to be a hit. Uh, he's going to be driven into the ground like a nail. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, well, maybe. But he just comes up angrier than he was before. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's like we a offered him Hulk. T- <laughs> we offered him to you as a trained dummy. <laughs> and like fools, he refused. <laughs> um, the bugbears are going to... Uh, let's see, the ones attacking... Grawl are going to... Two of them are going to abandon their javelins, bring out these, like, big rough morning stars, basically just pieces of wood with nails driven through them. And Did atta- I... With my initiative before them? Uh, ooh, shit, yeah. We totally skipped you. I apologize, Sid. No worries. Good thing I caught it. Um, so, okay. So yeah, you can definitely go before the bugbears. Yeah, um... The bugbears to the east, um, are they, like, bunched together? Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, it's probably better to fight in uh, a group then. I head over to Grawl's direction uh, to attack the bugbear that he's fighting. Okay, do it. Okay. Yeah, I am okay. sorry about that. That's all right. Thankfully, we did not get to anyone that affected you directly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured that was about to happen because it was the bugbear. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna attack. Can I can I get into a flaking position? Uh, it would be tough. Um, you ba- basically they're about thirty feet away, so you don't have enough movement to. I mean, because your movement is only thirty feet. Yes, it is. So yeah. yeah, you don't really have enough room to get all the way around them. That's okay. Um, I'll use my bonus action um, dash to get over there. That'll do it. Cool. Um. Hmm. Probably gonna hit. That's gonna be a twenty-three. That'll hit. Cool. And Grawl, uh, did you attack one on either side, or I assumed you just attacked the one in the middle? I just attacked the one, trying yeah. to like do as much damage as possible to one of them, right? And uh, missing both times because yeah. <laughs> the dice hate me. Sid, what did you roll to attack? Uh. <laughs> The damage? What I'm was the hit. attack roll? It was 23. 23 is going to hit, yes. Yeah. Oh, wait. I get another D6. Oh, oh, right. Yes, your sneak attack damage did go up because oh, fucking rogues. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, that's definitely gross. It's going to be... Oh boy. Six. Math. Go math. I'll uh, perish. Uh do I get storm piercer damage? Oh yeah. Thirty-two damage. Okay, yeah, you oh, just sh- shish kebab this one. It's straight up murder. Fucking rogues. Um 
that's the the curse of every dm um all right yeah uh, i assume that's your whole turn unless you i would say you probably used about 15 feet of your dash so you have about 15 feet of movement left if you want to use it um i am going to uh stand uh shoulder to shoulder with grawl all right so you flip back around to face the bugbears yet again and you're shoulder to shoulder with grawl Yes. Alright, that will bring us to the bugbears. Uh, they are very distraught by the fact that you killed one of their <laughs> brethren. Uh, they're go- so they will both pull out their big old spiky morning stars. One will attack Grawl, one will attack Sid. Okay. Come on, guys. No, uh, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, Sid, I'm guessing a yeah, a solid 11 is not going to hit. Uh-uh. Grawl a uh, 16? Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. there it is. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> bugbear. I'm real proud of him. Good, good job. It's bugbear. a goblinoid. Yeah, a little, little shit. So, they bring down this big spiky piece of wood for a solid eight piercing damage. Okay. Yeah. The bugbears on the other side of the road will all charge across the road, javelins, like, kind of at the ready, and throw them all at Tirza. Cool. You got the shield, bro? I do have my shield. Will a 19 hit? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's the highest roll there is. The other ones are... Oh, the other two don't hit. Yeah, the other two are an 8 and a 9, so... (laughs) One of them javelins you for a solid four piercing damage. Good job. <laughs> uh, the centaurs... Uh, if, if Tirza was a different character, she would say that. Good job! The centaurs will charge past the insane halfling who is single-handedly trying to attack a uh, walking siege tower. Mm-hmm. Uh Completely ignoring them, they will run forward, and you see now that they are wielding longbows, which they will draw and fire at Cherish. (laughs) A 15 to hit? Who? Cherish. You. you. Oh, I missed. Sorry, you cut out during that. So I <laughs> sorry was about like, that. Who yes. are they firing? Uh, the, the centaurs <laughs> have charged down the road, drawn long bows, and are firing yeah. at you. So I just missed who they were firing at. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Yeah. It's me. Uh, yes, that does hit. <laughs> All right. So but it's always been you. That means the 21 hits as well. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks that I can only use Mavis three points for shields, because I only have one of those left. That's why I made it that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all told, that is going to be 11 piercing damage. Okay. Which is going to bring us to Grawl. Ooh. Yay! Okay. God, I mean, we've got two left on our side? Yes. Other road? Okay. Um. Uh, it didn't work the first time, so let's try one more time on these these suckers, and then I'll switch it up if it doesn't work. Because oh, that's much better. That's a nineteen. Nineteen's gonna hit. Well, plus seven, so yeah, it's real good. Still hits. Yeah. Okay. So attack. Uh, one. Uh, eleven damage. 
for attack one. Okay. And attack two, if it hits, which is a 16. 16 exactly hits. Perfect. Sweet. Okay, there we go. That is 10 damage. All right. This thing goes down. You batter it to death with your huge greatsword. I like to think, like, one was a slash and the other one was the flat side. And just kind of... <laughs> just Gallagher, yeah. this motherfucker. Yeah. All right. That uh, Anywhere you want to move? You use um, probably, like, five feet of movement to get to this guy. Okay. Uh, is there... Tears is facing the last one? Yes. The last three. Okay. Well, there's three, and then the one that you attempted to javelin last turn oh. uh, still stands. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna like post up next to Tirza. Well, Tirza's a uh, little ways away on horseback or on reindeer back. Oh, that's still okay. You're still on the the, the run reindeers. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. In that case. Uh. Nah. Uh. How far away is the one that she is fighting? I mean, it's still right, it's still right next it's to you. Right there, she tried to okay. throw a javelin at it. Okay, well, uh, I'll move to like engage that one. Okay, cool, cool, sounds good. Uh, that will bring us to horses who are just gone. Um, horses. <laughs> uh, back up to the top with Cherish. You have a flying hobgoblin captain right on top of you. Yeah. And uh, centaurs in the road, not that far away, firing with arrows. And I'm still super, super far away from the ogre. Yes. I mean, you're about 120 feet away. Like from the edge? Or like from. It moved up to try mass. to smash Yawn. Oh, yeah, Yawn's in there. Ugh. What is my alignment? <laughs> is it is a... yes. Your alignment is yes. It's a constant question, isn't it? There's something really cool I want to do, but if I kill Yaw, I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> Follow your heart. Mm, well, honestly, my heart says to Burning Hands the captain, so I'm going to do that. Okay, so he needs to make a saving throw of some kind. Dexterity. Dexterity saving throw. Hmm. Oh, that's not good. Uh, that is an 11. It's probably not going to do it. Yeah, no, super not. One more. All right. Burning hands. Um, that is 12, 15, 17 points of fire damage. Nice. That's a good one. Not a fan. Would hope not. All right. You moving all? Staying where you are? Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna. It's gonna provoke an opportunity attack, but I am mm -hmm. gonna move. Okay. Uh, to where? <sighs> Space. Final frontier. Um. The centaurs are about forty-five feet away in the middle of the road. The ogre is about, like I said, one hundred and twenty feet away, down the road a ways in uh -huh. the center of the road, beating up a halfling. 
Right. I'm gonna. So I'm on the. I am on the western side of the road. I am going to to the eastern side of the road. Just my full movement. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, yeah. He is going to get a longsword attack as an oppo. Um, that is not great though. Uh, thirteen to hit. <gasps> no, it doesn't hit. Oh my god. All right. Ugh. Thank goodness. Okay. Zip out of the way. That brings us to Tirza. Cool. Uh, so the the bugbear that Reed has just squared up against, mm-hmm. um, I am going to ram with my reindeer. Cool. I'm assuming you have the ram Hell attack yeah. pulled up for this? I do. Okay. Uh, and also, because I am moving more than 20 feet straight towards a target, I get an extra 2d6 damage, and then it has to do a thing if I... Yeah, absolutely. I will say you also have advantage on this roll because it is currently engaged with Crawl. That's awesome. Don't hurt me. Oh no, it was you're fine. Legendary oh. double botch. <laughs> Don't hurt me. No. Uh no, 17. 17's a hit. Cool. Um that is 6 plus uh, that's eight damage, and then it has to uh, succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. I'm guessing a uh, nine does not succeed, so it is prone. Cool. Uh, and um, I probably can't reach it with my <laughs> with a just javelin it on the ground. No, and uh, by doing the ram attack, you've already used your action too. I've what? You used your action to do the ram attack with your uh, mount. Does that not count? Do I not get a second attack from that? No, because that's a specific action from your mount that counts as the attack. You did not use the attack action. You made your mount do it. I mean, we fight as one seamless unit. That's what it says on (laughs) Fine Steve. Basically a centaur right now. (laughs) You know what? You're not wrong. So I'm going to give it to you. Okay. (gasps) Yes. It, it, so it, this is the not. this is the lesson to learn, folks. With a regular horse, folks this would not work. With... But the uh, the 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 wording on uh, fine steed is actually pretty specific about this. Yeah. Um. um Jeff we... has figured out how to do this with real horses. <laughs> point that out. It's totally possible to do this with yeah. with real horses, but you have to like know them really well and train them a lot. Um, really how far away are the bugbears that just tried to throw javelins at me? They're about 30 feet away. Cool. I'm just gonna whip a javelin at one. Alright. Uh, cool. 19. 19's gonna hit. That is... Ooh. Throwing any smites behind this? I am. Or, I mean, I have divine favor already. Sure, but yeah. are you also doing divine smite? Burn some spell no, slots. Okay. They're fine. <laughs> uh, that's three radiant damage and four piercing damage. All right. Didn't like that. That will bring us to the hobos. Um, the one in the air will let out a shrill whistle towards the centaurs. Uh, they will peel in opposite directions and the bulette will erupt from the ground between them. 
the hobgoblin on its back will whip its staff around and trails of lum- like luminous bright flecks of metal will begin like circling through the air around it and it's going to cast some kind of spell towards the group of you that are down the road. Oh cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I'm worried about you guys, but I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> Grawl, Sid, and Tirza, I need you all to make dexterity saving throws. Okay. Hooray! Dexterity, my favorite thing. Uh, how's a 21 look? 21's pretty dang good. Yeah, you're gonna be dodging this. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Uh, 14. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, buddy. I got a four, dudes. Oh, always oh. survive. Stop. Stop. Tears of what you get? A 14. All right. So you are only going to be taking uh, 13 cold and bludgeoning damage. Oh, I'm going to die. Grawl, you're taking 23, all told. Great. Cool. Boy. Down to 22. So. Oh, me too. The air above you coalesces with a stinging cold wind that comes up from nowhere. And huge balls of pelting hail come hurtling out of the sky, pelting the ground. Uh, Sid, you're dancing back and forth, dodging all of these things that are just pummeling out of the sky, putting up little, like, boofs of dirt and uh, stuff as they come pelting down. Mm-hmm. The... I was too distracted by the reindeer. <laughs> yeah. I am. It is pretty funny that the you were squaring up to fight this thing, and I just <laughs> knocked it over. <laughs> the ground around you, in a twenty-foot radius, becomes difficult terrain, as it is just like pitted and pockmarked and iced over. Uh, okay, so that was the devastator's turn, and then the captain's gonna. F- Keep flying after Cherish. And it's going to make two attacks. Longsword and Javelin. Oh no, those are terrible. Oh, come on, buddy. Where's that? Where's that? I need to do that earlier. Uh, yeah. The ten and a nine are just not going to cut it today. No, they're not. So they're slicing at you and you're just weaving through the air, dodging all of its attacks. Uh, okay, that will bring us to Sid. So, Sid, you Uh, saw that huge land shark erupt from the ground, probably about 100 feet away. Fuck, that's far. Uh, Not really a whole lot I can do about that. If I were to move my whole feet, that's 30 feet, and then bonus action dash, how far would that be? You would be 40 feet away from it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not something I can do anything about at this point. You would be right on top of one of the centaurs that peeled off, though. Um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on the bugbears for now. Uh, okay. Uh, the one nearest to you is on the ground, knocked on its ass by a reindeer. The would, other would three are thirty feet just, away. 
Oh yeah, no, that guy would have actually no. He's just straight up dead. There's he yeah. would have failed his saving throw being on the ground. I mean, I'll roll, but he's definitely doing it at disadvantage, and there's no way this guy's no. making it. Yep, no, he's dead. Um, <laughs> just yeah, splorch, weird. just gone. <laughs> yeah, like a big hailstone is where his head used to be. Um, I kind of look around and see that there's like a lot going on, and I'm like. Man, we are uh, we are facing some pretty pretty tough odds, Storm Piercer. Indeed. Uh, I, I guess I'm just gonna uh, I guess I'm just gonna run at the three bugbears. Um, okay, the first twenty feet you're moving is difficult terrain, so it will use up forty feet of movement to get out of the ice patch. Gotcha. Um, so I can bonus action dash to get out then. Yes, and the you basically have to use every inch of movement to get to the bugbears, uh, and out of the ice patch. Okay, gotcha. Um, oh, so I would use all my dash and or all my movement and my dash to get out. Yes. Okay. Well, to get out and to get to the bugbears. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's what I will do. Okay. Uh, do um, you go for the two uninjured ones or the one that has been javelined? Uh, probably the one who's been hit. Okay. Before. Um, I don't know. They're probably still all bunched up. Yeah, they are. So no swashbucklery nonsense for you, sir. That's eh, okay. Um, yeah. All right, Storm Piercer. Let's do this thing. Um. Uh, that's gonna be a twenty-five to hit. That will hit. Okay. Great. Um. Okay, that's going to be 12 uh, plus, uh, so that would be, uh, I'm so bad, uh, uh, 15 damage. Did you roll an 8? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay, then. Um, yeah, that thing's dead. Whoa. I mean, it already taken some damage, so. Cool. Uh, you skewer it. Woo! Uh, its buddies don't look too happy about that, though. Um, speaking of which, Yan uh, is going to attempt to uh, slash at the gut of this ogre with two greatsword attacks. Oh, buddy. Uh, oh, but he's a halfling, so halfling luck. He gets to re-roll botches. Um, Hooray! <laughs> Because, uh, yes, uh, with this greatsword, he is using a weapon way too big for him, so he's rolling at disadvantage every single attack. Um, but uh, he does have a plus nine to his strength, so uh, his attack bonus is real stupid. Um, yes, this this halfling seems, like, uncommonly strong. It, you have no explanation for how strong he is. Um, all you know is he's wearing, like, loose-fitting splint mail, a kilt, and a, like, weird big girdle around his stomach. Um, hey, lovely hey Mike, quick mm-hmm. question. Uh, does my... Did my mount also take that 13 cold and bludgeoning damage? Ooh. It Well, I think you're going to have to give me a... Uh, <laughs> a dexterity saving throw for your mount to find out, I think. Yeah. Whether or not it's taking the 13... Wasn't that with... 
halves damage though already. I'm sorry. So even if it that was half damage already, wasn't it? You took half damage because you made the saving throw. I know, but either way, it's going to thirteen is its hit point. Oh well, Max. yeah. So yeah, um, I think your uh, your mount goes poof. She's gone. Oh. All of our mounts are gone. <laughs> um, okay. Well, it's like we're all piling on the next special right there. <laughs> oh, damn it. I've completely lost my place. Oh, yeah, Jan. Um, Sorry. I just, that occurred to me. That's okay. Um, so, yeah, he has a plus nine to hit. Um, so, that's still a 20, which is going to hit this thing. Um, and he is going to deal oodles of damage, because that's what he do. Great weapon master. Roll the ones. And the twos. So that's seven plus nine is sixteen. Yeah, this ogre doesn't like that. Uh the goblin. The ogre? Uh like yeah. an ogre. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um then he's gonna make a second attack. Also disadvantage. Um Ooh, that's terrible though. Um thankfully this ogre's AC is a total of thirteen, so Oh, actually, it's a miss. Okay, so the second swing goes real wide um, as he just spins around in place and the greatsword kind of m- momentum carries him around. Uh, that will bring us to baddies. Um, the bugbears that are left are going to team up on Sid because you're standing right in the middle of the road with them. Makes sense. They have advantage on these attack rolls because they're going to flank you. Yeah. Wow, but that's a bad roll. Um, 13 is not going to do it. Nope. Second one, though. <laughs> Fucking 12. Um, yep. <laughs> so they're just with these big nailed pieces of wood trying to smack you, and you're just dancing out of the way. How, how do you get those rolls? How? <laughs> it, it's just how it goes. Uh, okay, that will bring us to the Howda is going to attempt to smash Yawn yet again and do a pretty good job. Good job, Ogre. Oh, buddy's gonna roll two ones on his damage. Come on, buddy. Kill this halfling. Everybody wants you to. Uh, the goblins are all gonna attack him as well. Ooh, those are some good rolls. Uh, 22 and 24. Nice. So, a couple of arrows are gonna pierce Jan's hide as well for two, six more. Ooh, it's not looking good. Um, that's going to bring us over to the centaurs, who are going to draw bowstrings and fire at Cherish. Damn it. But, let's see. The highest roll is a 15 to hit. Yep. Is that going to hit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the second one's a 7, so it's not going to do it. Oh, yeah, no, um, do that's going to be 7 points of piercing damage. Okay. That will bring us to Grawl. Yay. Um, so how many of the little bugbears are left? Uh, there's two of them. They are about 30 feet away, but there is 20 feet of difficult terrain all around you. Mm, okay. Wait. Um, interesting. 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 Uh, I, I forget the, the movement. You have to use twice as much movement to move through difficult terrain. Oh, lovely. Um, so hmm. at your normal move speed, you would be able to get to uh, five feet away from the edge of this patch of ice. Okay. Um. 
you know what? Uh, I can hit him from here with Eldritch Blast. This is also true. Yeah. yeah. So let's just do that. Let's just do that. Hey, up. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, plus it gets a super... so that's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty will hit for attack one. Come on, come on, come on. Oops, I got the wrong dice. Cherish, you are on deck. I need mm-hmm. where did I put my dice. I need to find my t- my t tens. I don't know how to help you. There they are. Got them. They're purple. They're in the purple bag. They're hard to see. Okay. okay. Uh, attack one <laughs> is a. <laughs> Leave me be. Leave me be, people. That's a nine. Okay, nine damage. Second uh, uh, ray. Ooh, that's probably not gonna hit. Not with nine. Nine's not gonna do it. All right, you got. What is with these dice? You gonna move it all? Yeah, I'm gonna move my my maximum fifteen. Okay, so you get near the edge of the ice patch. That will bring mm-hmm. us back to the top with Cherish. Horses okay. are just so gone at this point. Yeah. yeah. Just... Well. Guess we're walking uh, to blue gold. <laughs> we can all ride on the little ground ground thing. That's not how that works. We'll be more can pretend. Back. Yeah, we'll we'll have a couple people on the reindeer and a couple people on yawn. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um, I okay. So this isn't going to be nearly as cool as I wanted it to be. Uh, so the centaurs and the uh, bulette and the other magic dude, uh, how far away are they from each other? From each other, I think they probably cover a full radius of about 40 feet. Damn it. So the, well, each each of the centaurs is probably 20 feet away from where the bulette came up for the ground. <sighs> Seems as though that was a very coordinated effort. Like yeah. strategy. We uh, yeah, we haven't ever really fought anybody with strategy before. <laughs> We're not good yeah. at it. Turns out hobgoblins are very good at that sort of thing. Oh no, yeah. Grawl, what you're supposed to be? What? What? What do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> I said appear strong, not fight them. <laughs> well. So what are you doing, Cherish? This bed. Um. Tirza, you are on deck. Mm -hmm. Jan is engaged in combat with the the ogre. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. (sighs) Fuck it. I'm going to cast Wall of Fire. Oh, fuck. Uh, And I am... (laughs) Yeah, I almost took Ice Storm, which was the fun spell that that devastator cast uh-huh. uh, but instead i took wall of fire it's a good spell <laughs> it's yeah. a good spell um, and i'm gonna cast it around the spellcaster, and i'm going to, also going to use uh one of my regular source points to cast or to use subtle spell so that i don't have to use any verbal or somatic components to cast it. all right very cool yeah so yeah um so the Spellcasters make a deck saving throw. So you encircle the spellcaster? Yes. Because I can either make a wall, like a, a regular general wall that you'd think of, or like a, a circular Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the wall going through the spellcaster? No, it's around. 
it's around. It probably wouldn't hit him then. Uh, so, but well, but if you think inside so. it, yeah. it's, it's a it's a ringed wall of twenty feet in diameter, twenty feet high. Uh, the wall of is open. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a dexterity saving throw. Um, yeah. So I'm only making it like ten feet in diameter max. Okay. Just to completely surround this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and uh, the Bulette's a large creature, so you're basically just, like, trapping this thing in a ring of fire. Uh, Yeah. And it's going down, down, down. So, it needs to make a dexterity saving throw? Yes, it does. Both the Bulette and the Devastator are going to do that. Ooh. Let's Uh, see. That's D8. That's D8. Does a 16 make it? Um, yes, it does. Alright, so the Devastator still taking half is going to make this, but the Bulette will not. Oh, that's... wait, no, that's not a D8. So, roll me that sweet, sweet wall of fire damage. It would have been a lot cooler if I was doing this on the Ogre, but alas... I mean, look, you could just not care about your NPC companion. That's fine. Well, They're not real. <laughs> None of you are either. No. no. Okay. So, woof. So that is... Um, 24... Plus six is thirty. Plus two is thirty-two. Is the total image? Ooh, wow. Okay, so sixteen for the devastator, who is going to, mm-hmm. uh, like remain perfectly still and try to be at the center of this fire and not catch it totally. Uh, but the land shark is taking thirty-two fire damage. Oh Ooh. boy, it is so angry right now. <laughs> that's that's fair. We're making friends. Yeah. The and only way we know how. You are still this ten feet in the room. air, yes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to... Move, and so they're they're how far away from me? Uh, the Beulet... I mean, you moved 60 feet straight across I the did. road. So, uh... They... Let's see. You were 45 feet... They're probably, like, <laughs> 30, 40 feet away from you. Okay, perfect. Do I have to maintain the 120 feet range? No. Or is it just no. the concentration? It's just the concentration. Okay, the, well, and then I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Damn it. <laughs> I just want to play all the classes at once. I wish I could just disengage from the captain. But I can't. Nope. <laughs> uh... If, Oof, yeah. if anything, he would have already gotten his opportunity <laughs> attack if you hadn't used subtle spell. Yeah, I kind of figured. I f- I figured it was either going to be that or fucking counter. So mad. <laughs> and I'm just going to stay where I am. Okay. Good, because I just preemptively rolled that opportunity attack, and it was a natural twenty. Um, oh, good. So if you stay where you are, that does not happen. Um. <laughs> Um, all right, that brings us to Tirza. Yeah, how far is this Bulet, uh magic boy combo? Uh, that is about 80 feet down the road. Do not go into that firewall. 
Yeah, there's the also fire. a giant ring of fire in the center of the road now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, okay. I get that. Okay. Um. Oh. My god. Uh, I just realized I am five feet short of doing the thing that I wanted to do. Son of a bitch. You are also in a um, large patch of ice. That's exactly why I'm five feet away. Um, fuck it. Uh, I will just whip a javelin at... Um, There's still the two standing bugbears. Yeah. Who, Sid, you are by nearby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are flanking me. Okay. Mm. Um, do either of them look less... Uh, one of them got hit by Grawl's Eldritch Blast. I believe I also hit one. No, I killed one. Yes. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that they're three. avenging right now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. uh, so the one that Grawl uh, hit, I'd like to javelin throw away. a javelin at. Yeah. Uh, 15? 15 just short of hitting. Oh, Lord. Well, I'll throw again. Okay. I have... How many more javelins do you have? my last... Okay. my last one. <laughs> Unless I severely miscounted. Uh, no, 19. That's about right. Uh, 19 will hit. Cool. Uh, and I am going to use Divine Smite on this one. Cool. Yeah. First level? Second level? Uh, Just first level. Okay. I'm assuming it's not doing too well. Sure, keep assuming. Eh. That is three radiant damage, four piercing damage, and let's see. Uh, seven more radiant damage. Oh yeah, no, this one just explodes in a burst of static electricity and divine energy. Hell yeah. You hit the sweet spot like in Resident Evil. That, uh, you moving at all? Staying where you are? Um, yeah, I'm gonna move 15 feet towards, uh, the shark and magic. Okay. Towards the wall of fire. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, that will bring us to the hobos. Um, this Beulet is gonna, uh, go back underground. Um, where fire cannot burn it. Um... Is there damage for it starting in the fire? I believe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. sure is. Yeah, a creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall of fire for the uh... first time or starts, oh no, uh, on a turn or ends its turn there. So not at the start of its turn, actually. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So it's oh, the first time oh, it enters shoot. the wall of fire or ends its turn there. Gotcha. Dip. So it is It is escaping the fire with uh, its... Uh, <laughs> Rider in like leaves but its master that... there. <laughs> but Friend? it's but the the rider is still above ground though, right? No, no. no. The rider hunkers down beneath its like back fin ridge thing and goes underground with it. Oh, that, I misunderstood that. That's why you weren't able to track this thing's emotions. Mm-hmm. What about its emotions? Well, you're about to find out because it is going to burrow. Uh, about 30 feet, and then, in, in just like it's called, it's going to shark up out of the ground and use its standing leap ability. It 
if it moves, uh, let's see. It has a long jump of 30 feet and a high jump of 15 feet if it had a a charging start. Uh, Cherish, you said you were still only 10 feet off the ground, yes? Cherish is getting eight. Oh, boy. So uh, it is coming at you with a deadly leap. Um, well, I don't like the sound of that. Not with my 14 HP. <laughs> poof. Poof places. Yeah, I might. Well, actually, no. no it's just it's just leaping up and trying action. to bite you. The deadly leap is if it lands on something that's standing on the ground. Um, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. So just, can we get? How do we get one of those? Omatep, can you source one for us? Uh, Forgetting about Misty Step. Twenty-two versus your AC. Yes. <laughs> I so rarely get to use D12s. I'm very happy when I do. Um, that's a lot of... That's too much rolling. I mean, like, chances are I'm unconscious. <laughs> the probability is high. Yeah, what I'm wondering is how much damage. Yeah. It yes. deals 23 piercing damage. <laughs> Woof. You're down, okay. bro. You're down. Yeah. Cherish down. Oh, I'm. I wasn't kidding when I said that doesn't sound good to my 14 HP. Oh, I did not hear that part. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm. I have. I'm in negative nine. So well, I didn't go to half or even full. You're good then. Uh, you fall to the ground. <laughs> as good as one can be. <laughs> uh, Unconscious. You thump to the ground with a. Thump. A, a large thump. Um, low or high, Cherish? Uh, low. Okay. You do not land hard enough to make you automatically fail a death saving throw. Cool. <laughs> That's good. Ooh. I'm good. I am. Well, I wouldn't say that I'm feeling very lucky tonight because that all just happened, but... The Beulet will land behind you and just go straight back into the ground. Cool. Uh, that is its turn, as well as the Devastator who is attached to it. Uh, the Captain will appraise the situation and fly towards uh, the people who are still upright, but he can't get to anyone this turn. Um, that brings us to Sid. Sucks. Cool. Uh, I turn to the remaining bugbear. I say, I guess it's just you and me now. Um... <laughs> And the bugbear will just drop its spiked uh, thing and raise its hands, go, yeah, on your knees, and it'll immediately get down on its knees. Perfect. Um, I I run for uh, I I run for cherish. Okay. Uh, do you, how fast do you go? Uh, how far away is cherish? Uh, cherish <laughs> was. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, a bit. Yeah, Just a bit. you're gonna have to run for a bit. About a hundred feet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> take into account that you're also off the road a little bit. I am a little off the road. Yeah. No, I meant Cherish. You were technically on the road when you were fighting those hobgoblins or those right, bugbears. Yeah. Bugbears. Um, I will um, if I use so I can run and then yeah use my dash. Yeah. Or actually, I can double dash. You can. I'm going to do that. Okay, so you move 90 feet in a turn. Yeah. 
Nice. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're almost Do to you cherish. Have, like a healing potion or something? No. Cool. <laughs> Uh, you can feel it's... the ground beneath your feet trembling. Yeah, whatever. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Okay. Alright, that is going to bring us to Yon, who is going to continue to try to slay Yon Ogre. Thankfully, halflings can roll, re-roll botches. Um, <laughs> look, he's rolling a disadvantage on all of these rolls, so mm-hmm. that's why he's a halfling. Um, so, uh, 19 is a hit, and so is that 18. So, that's going to be 19. Three ones. 28 damage. Holy shit. This ogre is not looking good. Actually. <laughs> yeah, this ogre is dead. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, oh, so excited to fight an ogre. Uh, Yawn killed it. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Um, so excited for that wall of fire. Yeah. And Yawn lets out a scream as the ogre falls on top of him. <laughs> and the the tower on its back just like shatters on top of the ogre. Are there Aren't there goblins, goblins in there? Oh yeah, and they go <laughs> spilling out. Uh, let's see how many of them survive. Uh, amazing. They only have seven hit points. It's not very likely they're going to live. Uh, yeah, most of the goblins are destroyed in the wreckage. One of them comes rolling out going, Whoa, that was crazy! <laughs> <laughs> is Yon dead now? You have no idea he is okay. under no an ogre. <laughs> There's no way to know. Seems as though he ends all of his fights buried in bad guy. <laughs> not a bad way to do it. Uh, that'll bring us to the rest of the baddies. Uh, yeah, that hobgoblin, or that bugbear who surrendered, as soon as you run away, Sid, he'll get up and just sprint off into the grasslands. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he'll just pick up his morning star and come back. <laughs> uh, no. Bugbears are inherently cowardly when they don't have yes. the advantage. Um, the... Let's see. Who's left? Ogre went down. Uh, most of the goblins are dead. That one remaining goblin is just going to be counting his lucky stars and maybe trying to eat some of his brothers. Um, yeah. As you do. That's just how it be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Word. That is leaves the centaurs. Uh, what are they doing? They are going to come charging down the road. The one who was closer is going to draw a... Actually, they don't even have to move because they can just shoot at Sid twice. Mm-hmm. I forgot you had moved that far. Um, 18 to hit? Yeah, it's going to hit. Okay, one of them hits you for eight piercing damage. Okay. Um, that brings us to Grawl. Okay, um, so... The ice left? The ice patch has disappeared, by the way. Perfect. Okay. Um, what's left? Shark Shark Boy and... Um, no, Lava goes uh, down. And hot, the lava and, girl went down. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shark Boy has disappeared underground. There is still a flying hobgoblin captain uh, streaking towards you, and the Ew. centaurs in the middle of the road. Uh, how far away are the centaurs? Uh, the closest one is about sixty feet away. Okay. Um. 
And Cherish, you are uh, on deck, but I guess that just means a death saving. Uh, I'm going to cast Vampiric Touch on myself. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. Uh, instant. Yeah. Oh, I have to make it. Never mind. Never mind. I have to make an attack roll on, on it. So never mind. Just kidding. I'm not doing that. Okay. Oh, no. I was someone was closer. Um, <laughs> Nothing. Go on. It's not good. Uh, flying boy, um, Mr. Captain with the samurai banner mm-hmm. uh, thing. Uh, I'm going to zappy zap at that dude. Okay. He's up in the air. Do it. Okay. Last. Come on. Come on. Oh, my fuck. So, blast number one mm-hmm. uh, is a one. A bot, you say? Mm hmm. <sighs> I love botches. He's up in the air. How can I hit anybody else? You give him hit points. <laughs> you anti-vampiric touch him. It's just a no, 30. Just I... a, it's a real bad mess. Okay. You hit Sid? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sid just teleports just to the end of my... Yeah. No, that's not how that works. It's a mortar suddenly. <laughs> yeah. That would be kind of cool, though. Um, Your okay. spell just kind of droops at the end. Yeah. It's a very sad spell. <laughs> oh, my God! What you got? Uh, that is that. That's that's an eight. That's not gonna hit. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. Cool. That was a fun turn. Moving it all. Uh, where? How? How far away is Tirza? Tirza is basically right next to you. Okay. How far away is Sid? To the left of the side. Sid is ninety feet away down the road. Nope, hanging out with Tirza. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm time. actually fifteen feet away. Well, Grawl, Grawl moved to the edge of the uh, ice ring as oh, well. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. Okay. So hanging out with Tirza. Okay, cool. Uh, Cherish, death saving throw. Oh, my God. That is a nat 20. Natural 20? Yes. Oh. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to move my other hand before it, I swear to God. Hey, look, this is a game of trust. If you got a natural yeah. 20... Yeah, dude. I just I I've rolled like <laughs> so many misses tonight. Like so, <laughs> cherish. You are conscious. You have one hit point. What do you do? What do you do? Well, normally in normal rules, state this happens at the end of your turn. But I think a natural twenty on a death saving throw is such a rare occurrence that I want to give you a turn in which you do something with one hit point. Uh, how far away is the captain in flight? Uh, about 60 feet away. Perfect. I am going to cast... The ground beneath you is still trembling. I can't do anything about that. Though. Okay. You can heal. I don't have any healing I mean... potions. Oh, shit. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even Basically... close enough to suggest it, so... Yeah, you are. You're about 10 feet away. You're 10 feet oh, away. Right. Heal yourself. Here's a potion. I don't have one. I don't either. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, I can't really do anything else. I can't do anything about this this uh, ground shaking. So, uh, I am going to cast Magic Missile at the Flying Captain as a third level spell. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, which means... Uh, four darts. Mm-hmm. Tears of you are on deck, by the way. 
Okay, do seven, eleven, sixteen. Sixteen points of damage. So, oh man, <laughs> Captain's not looking good. And I say, surprise, bitch. Bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. <laughs> Turn around midair. Uh, Tirza. Unless, uh, Cherish, would you like to move at all? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm sitting down. I'm not prone. I mean, for the purposes of attack bonuses. Okay, I stand I'll say. up. Okay. I stand up for 15 feet of movement. Yeah, totally. Okay. Just sort of chilling. <laughs> uh, I'm going to dash towards uh, Cherish. Okay, you make it 60 feet. Cool, cool. Uh, that brings us to the Hobgoblins. Uh, the captain will let out another shrill whistle, uh, turning back to look at Cherish with this look of like, aren't you dead yet? Um, no, bitch. I get me. I'm a sorcerer with hardiness in my hair. <laughs> uh, Cherish and Sid, give me perception checks. That's a dirty 20. Uh, 21. Okay. What you both notice is... The captain turns to look at you and seems to be intent on turning around about to, like, probably fly back at you and try to finish you off. As his look of, like, angered surprise suddenly turns to shocked surprise as he falls out of the sky. What? Did his shit run out? The land shark reemerges in the middle of the ground without its rider. Because he botched his animal handling role while he was underground. Oh no! That guy is so dead! He oh, is. No. He's buried alive! Super. Yeah, I mean, he might. Oh uh, no! I don't know. Better start digging, buddy! <laughs> that's awesome! None no, of his spells help with this. Oh my god. Oh no! Yeah, gust of wind doesn't help underground, buddy. No, it um, doesn't. Super doesn't. It really doesn't, yeah. Ah, man. Yeah, this is Oof. why we stay above ground. <laughs> <laughs> that specific. Because, yeah, if yeah. The, the rules as I had had them is if you ever dealt more than 20 damage at one time, it uh, was going to force the Hobgoblin to make an animal handling check to try to stay on this thing's back. And he happened to do that while it was underground because it was trying to get away from the fire. And he oh, botched. No. So, yeah, uh, he definitely lost concentration on the fly. Um, <laughs> and whether or not he's still alive, you don't know. <laughs> it's probably fine. He's probably fine. <laughs> uh, but the captain falls a solid uh, ten feet. Because uh, he was still trying to fight Cherish while you were up in the air. Yeah. Um, so he's going to take a little bit of fall damage and just thump, hits the ground. Uh, and he's not dead, but is not very happy about the situation. Where? How far away is he from, from Cherish and I? Uh, he lands basically right in front of Tirza. 
Oh, so pretty. <laughs> from, from okay. That's not a good place to land. <laughs> how far away is how far away is this? Uh, about six, feet? about sixty feet away from you, Grawl. Okay. Um, and he's gonna like turn, just look very surprised at this whole situation. Uh, his banner will have snapped in the fall, and he'll come back up with a, a javelin in one hand, a, a long sword in the other, and like stare around. Um. Yeah, the last of the bugbears is running away. The ogre is dead. Uh, the land shark will erupt from the center of the road and lunge at a centaur. Oh hell yeah! Who's <laughs> oh. got animal handling? We can claim it as our own. The, the Sharknado effect. So when it, it leaps out of the ground and lands on top of the centaur with this just devastating impact, dealing uh, how much is this? Sixty-six. Yeah. Um. And the centaur is just fucking torn to shreds by this thing. Um, and it's just savaging this corpse and begins just, like, nomming down on it. And then it just <laughs> goes back underground, dragging the centaur with it. Uh, so, they yeah. Keep, they just keep big dogs. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, that'll bring us to Sid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that, like... Since my last round, things have turned around quite like spectacularly. Like, spectacularly, so that's great. If uh, oh my another, god, there's another centaur. Freaking botched animal handling check underground. <laughs> so good. Um, uh, how far away is the other centaur? The centaur is reconsidering his life choices and is about fifty feet away. Um, I, I, I walk up to Cherish and I hold my action. Uh, to attack anyone gets close. Okay, sounds good. Uh, that will bring us to Jan, who is going to try to chop his way out from underneath the ogre. Of course he is. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you see the, like, from a very distance, you see the ogre, like, lift up slightly as he's, like, lifting it above his head with a Herculean effort, and then it just, like, goes through the stomach lining into the thing, as it just straight onto him. It's real gross. Um, And you hear a... Awful. (laughs) Um... That brings us to the... There's just the one centaur. Ah, let's see. How loyal is he to the Legion? Ah, okay. Uh, this centaur is super loyal to the captain. He is going to rush... Let's see, what's his full movement speed? Uh, 100 feet straight to the captain. Yeah, absolutely. Are they going to ride off into the sunset together? Um, and we'll like throw down a hand to like grab the captain and pull him up onto its back. Um, but he can't get away. That is his whole turn. Uh, that'll bring us to Grawl. Okay. Uh, they are now how far away? About 60 feet away from you. Great. Cool. Um, that's fun. Uh, I'm going to do my full... Oh, God. It's not going to do me any goddamn good. It's not going to do me any good. Not. Mm. Okay. Uh, I am going to... I don't know. I guess I'm going to uh wait, wait, Misty Step is a bonus action, is it not? It is indeed. Yes, it is. Perfect, great, cool. Uh 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Misty step. Yep. 
say hi, and then swing my greatsword. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the centaur or the captain? Which one looks more... The centaur uh, hasn't been touched. Okay, so captain? I mean, the captain looks captain rough. Great. Fantastic. Like that. Um, oof. This fra Oh, I hope this hits. 17? 17 is exactly what you need. Okay, cool. So, uh, that's not awesome. Not as awesome as I wanted it to be. Um, so that isn't, that's eight damage. So, one. uh, was it move then misty step or misty step then move? Uh, move then misty step. Okay. So the captain sort of like was gathering himself up onto the back of the centaur, kind of like looking around at the carnage. You see that he makes eye contact with Tirza, um, and there's this brief moment of like a respectful nod almost of just like, you have turned these tides of battle on me. Fair play. Uh, and then Grawl just appears next to him. Sword already at the ready as he just like walks out of this just curtain of fluttering moths that part and Grawl just walks out of it. So already so, mid-swing. So it's that thing where you're getting ready to do a baseball like swing and you're taking the step and ha as he's swinging, he just disappears and then reappears and the swing Hell continues. Yes. That's badass. Uh, and let's see, how far away is Cherish? You're about 60 feet away from him at this point. Um, so I give me a perception check. Okay. a five okay so you do i'm holding my wounds close <laughs> you, you do not hear the oath this thing swears in goblin uh tirza you do hear this but you don't understand what it's saying um and grawl it effectively translates to uh sees you at this last second his eyes go wide uh and he calls you something in Hobgoblin that roughly translates to the walking dead. Great. As you behead him. Boom, son. Um, before I make my second attack on the centaur, how does the centaur feel about this? The centaur is unable to really react at the moment. It's not its turn. Everyone else cool if I go for some horseman? There's no chance. time to debate this. You either right, attack cool. or you it's, don't. It's, it's uh, uh, not awesome. That is a 14. 14 is going to hit. It's a giant horse person and it doesn't wear armor. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, that is that is also not good. That's only six damage. Okay, six damage to this thing. Uh, that will bring us back up to the top with Cherish. Just gonna hang out. I'm not gonna hit point, my man. Huh? Do you want to like try to come here? Yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm I trying to. Get I walk to further here. away. <laughs> Hug for life. Yeah, I guess like 
If 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 she can like be like, hey Sid, help me over to Tirza so I'm not dying. <laughs> Got it. I mean, sort of do the arm over his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you will be able to move on Sid's turn then, um, as he helps startle yeah. you towards Tirza. Uh, that will bring us to Tirza. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, shit. Um, as the headless corpse of the hobgoblin slides off of the centaur's back. With a dull yeah, I'm thump. not interested in this this thing anymore. Um, I will. Uh, I'll just dash to to where Sid and Cherish are. Okay, you get to them. Heading. Um, that brings us to the centaur. It is going to disengage and just go sprinting off across the field. Uh, it moves fifty feet after it used people. disengage. He's going to tell Didn't understand that, O3. <laughs> He's going to tell everyone who... Uh, you, Grawl, he definitely gets a good look at you before he flees, too. Uh, and it is your turn, Grawl. He is 50 feet away. Uh, great, cool. Eldritch Blast. Okay. Um... Mm. Come on, dice. Don't fail me now. That is a 14 again. 14 will hit. So attack one is going to be eh, three damage. Okay. And... Oh, that's probably not hit. That is a 12. 12 will still hit. Big giant horse hey. guy. No armor. I know. Oh, and that is a 10. 10 damage. All right. It's still running. Damn it. That'll bring us back to Cherish and Sid and all of Tirza. You guys can do what you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to heal Cherish for the full 35 points. Okay. Just in case. So I'm up to 36. How far away is the centaur from me? When Tirza spent, you spend every point of your lay on hands? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you do, your hair sort of lifts up in this static cloud around you, and there is a thunderclap from somewhere in the distance. The like low brooding sound of thunder somewhere off in the distance. And everyone give me a perception check. Why am I ten? Really good. Oh my god, that's really another natural. Bad. <laughs> Excuse me, 27. Did you roll a natural 20? No, um, I rolled a 19. Okay, but Cherish, you did get a natural 20? I did get a natural 20. Okay, wow. Okay, well then, Cherish, you definitely noticed this. Um, Sid, you still don't notice this. Sid needed a natural 20 to notice this. Damn. Um, Fuck. Cherish, your eyes are sort of like in the middle distance as you receive this big blast of healing energy. Suddenly your whole body feels alive and dancing with this electricity. Your eyes going wide. You sort of stare off into the east. The line of sight tracking above the Stormwall Mountains. You see visibly the clouds of the outer storm perceptibly rising. Uh, as Tirza <laughs> uses the full extent of her powers. Um, I don't notice this. No, absolutely not. So I'm not, not having this reaction, but that's yeah. probably fine. I just stab things real good. 
You're yeah. going to cause the end of the world. Raise <laughs> speed. No. Uh, to answer your question, Cherish, the centaur is about... Um, do some quick math here. Let's see. About 60 feet away. It's charged about 50 feet. So it's probably close to like 100 feet away. Oh, cool. I cast, uh, I'm casting, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that Grawl is still, is trying to like, bring it down. So get like, bring it down. And so I'm like, okay, that's, this is important clearly. And also I feel like I would know enough to be like, if this guy lives, he's going to tell everybody. Well, also, um, <laughs> after he moved, like during my turn, he did the 50 and then I did my 30. So he's only 20 feet for me still. Right. I didn't realize you moved. Oh, okay. Because you just said, well, I, I you don't, just said, I, I don't have to move. I don't have to move. I can hang out here. It's fine. It's got 120 feet range, so we're good. Yeah, um, sure. Um, if I hit magic missile, third level spell again. What's the range on magic missile? 120 feet. Perfect. Okay. And the double of my D4 44. Nine. Twelve. Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Alright, uh, Tears of Healed, Cherish, had a bit of a revelation and then fired. Um, Sid, are you doing anything? Um, I start making my way over towards, uh, Jan, I guess. Okay, cool, cool. He's about 200 feet down the road. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that'll bring us to the centaur who is going to dash and move his full 100 feet just away. Uh, so Grawly's about 150 feet away now. Okay, so if I if I move 30, it brings him into the 120, right? Yeah. Yay! Eldritch Blast again. At the very edge of your range. <sighs> Come on, baby. Come on, God. Uh... Hey, yo, there's a 15 plus 4, so 19. 19 will hit. Oh, boo. That is a 1 for damage. Okay. Oh, that's a nat 20. <gasps> Woo! Yeah! Okay. It finally happened. In Has, the clutch! Hasn't happened in a bit. Moment. So, uh, to remind our <laughs> listeners, we practice epic crits here on material components. So, what is the max damage you could do with your Elch Blast? Ten. Ten. So, ten plus whatever you roll. Uh, three. Okay. Uh, excellent. As you skitter to a stop and throw out these two arcing lances, one of them just plows right into the back of its human torso and there's just this cauterized hole as it just like collapses in that horrible way that horses sort of can buckle and roll awful. onto themselves yeah. oh it's an awful awful thing but it dies and just rolls in this collapsing heap in the dirt in the distance that was very very close <sighs> okay. oh my god I mean there's also a goblin and a bugbear out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, those two are just so, gone. <laughs> yeah. Guys just kind of murdered the... <laughs> Might still get out. But the, the small ones are tiny. And I don't... The tiny... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Grawl, you would That's know a problem for future that 
bugbears and goblins make up the like the bulk of the legion's numbers, but they are definitely lesser than hobgoblins. They are the foot soldiers. Okay, where does centaurs land on that? That's new. Oh, okay. And ogres oh, aren't exactly sure. common either. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, there are the occasional ogres that team up with the legions, but for the most part, ogres are considered dangerously stupid and don't really go in for the rigid order of a hobgoblin legion. Uh, centaurs, that's super weird. Okay. Because they are mostly natives to just like the big open spaces of the drylands or the fields south of Stormhaven. And to see them here working with hobgoblins is odd. Okay. I got a bad feeling. But we are out of combat. Uh, eventually, Jan cuts himself loose from the ogre and just, like, walks away from this thing's corpse, grinning ear to ear, just covered in viscera, and, like, there's this draping of small intestines off of one shoulder. Um, cool. uh, I will not stand for being around this smell. Uh, so if he has to make some kind of saving throw against me prestidigitating <laughs> the dirt off of him, then so be it, but... I mean, dirt does not even begin to describe what well, is on Jan McFeeg at the dirt. moment. Dirt is the colloquial sense. Filth. Filth, thank you. That is a much the, better ugh. word. <laughs> the, uh, I think awful is the correct word. O-F-F-L-E. Um, yes. Yeah, you press to digitate it, that off, uh, and he looks mildly so, disappointed. F-F-A-L. <laughs> oh, my bad. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> ugh. God. You monster. Well. And Jan will say, well, that was fun. Yeah, we lost all of our horses. Oh, yeah. that's a crying shame. Yeah. I can go track some down if you want. I move a wee bit faster than you on foot, so I could probably run them down pretty quick. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Jan steals our horses and he's never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> In a different universe, maybe. This yawn? Maybe not. Um, so, you wait around while uh, Yawn goes and grabs your horses? I mean, uh, I mean, I have to cast Fine Steed again anyway. So, we have ten minutes. <laughs> okay, I will say you could probably take a short rest while he's off gathering your horses. It takes a while. It's not a yeah. terrible idea. Okay, so... You take a short rest, spend what hit dice you may to get back up to whatever you want, because there are still <laughs> probably four days of travel left. Yeah. Uh, hit dice. As you recoup and uh, cast what spells you need to find a Celestial Reindeer again, um, eventually Yon comes charging back across the land with his uh, little scooter of dirt. And uh, he is almost literally dragging the horses behind him. <laughs> I mean, the horses are keeping up, but it's it definitely looks like they have to try to keep up with him. Gotcha. <laughs> it is a little upsetting to watch, actually. Lonnie. Yeah. And in the distance, you up. hear him screaming, I found your horses! 
<laughs> it's like he, right, he can just see that when he comes. I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, like, like the horses are very obvious from a distance, even that he's dragging yeah. three horses behind him. So well, that I thought we were gonna go on on by foot, so that's convenient. Yeah, that would have sucked. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Grawl and Sid, your horses are returned to you. Perfect. Cherish, this is not your horse. <laughs> you don't know horse. whose horse this is. But is it a horse that's just a body and missing no upper torso? No, no, no. It, it, I mean, it is a horse with like full like saddle and tackle, <laughs> but it is 100% oh, no. not the horse that you purchased. Oh, Lonnie. What does this horse look like, I guess? Lonnie, too. Lonnie, uh, too. <laughs> Lonnier. This horse has like a, a golden coat about it with like little flecks of white all over its body. It's kind of got this Palomino. Yeah, Palomino. That was what I was looking for. Maybe I have a new horse. I know lots of. I don't even think I don't words even... meaning viscera and lots about. <laughs> Not related. Uh, horse girl. So yes, uh, there is a new addition to the party. I don't think Cherish even says anything. <laughs> I think she's sad about Lonnie, but you know. And Jan is just hope... super proud of himself. I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't you take that away from him? I won't. He killed an ogre single-handedly, and he got you know most of our horses, so it's <laughs> we'll give him that. I, yeah, I think he did, he did great. I think Tirza also, like, starts to bring up, like, we have to return this other horse. Is how happy he is. And it's just like, no. No. <laughs> okay. No. Also, I bought that horse fair and square. I don't need to return it to anybody except child, which I just did. <laughs> yeah, but you just took somebody else's horse that they're using to get through the desert. No. Cherish didn't. Yon did. <laughs> And those people are probably dead, which is why he found the horse so easily. <laughs> so that person would probably want Cherish to have the horse. And if they're still alive, they probably found Lonnie. So yeah, it's so it's an even trade. Yeah, the likelihood of that happening is low. <laughs> and you can't, you can't, you can't like this say it can't happen. Neutral party is yeah. gonna kill. Me. Yeah, you're probably gonna kill yeah. us. <laughs> so. As you mount back up and uh, begin to make your way through the aftermath of this battle, passing the corpses of uh, Hobgoblin, Bugbear, Goblins, and Ogre, as well as a, uh, the remains in the distance of a centaur, though the other centaur there is no trace of, except for the long furrow in the ground uh, that marks the passing of the Beulet. Yeah. Salute as we go by. <laughs> but he just eats, so you know. That's yeah, fine. fine. For a little yeah. bit. Somewhere beneath you, a hobgoblin caster suffocates to death. Oh, that's so <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, um. <laughs> <sighs> we're, we're just all 
like laughing and walking down the road and then the camera just slowly pans to below, <laughs> pans the, below the dirt no okay so what it is is we're walking uh, off in the distance and then the, the, they rack focus and you can just see a few little hobgoblin fingers just like out of the top of the dirt just like eh, twitching eh, slightly eh, eh, eh. he couldn't get out that's what's up either Unless way he's coming to like the bride us you eventually make your way away from the battle scene out onto the open prairies north of Blue Gulch. There are still a few days of travel ahead of you, but behind you is proof enough that you can stand up against at least this finger of a hobgoblin legion. Though, Grawl, you know in the back of your mind that this wasn't even a raiding party. This is this is a couple good old boys out for just like hanging about, just shaking up some travelers. Yeah, this is like a the basic entourage that a captain travels with. If they're just going anywhere, would it be a force about this size? That's not good. It's really not good. I just need more hit points, that's all. Yeah. Go to the store, buy some hit points. There we go. So Omatep has hit points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you drinkable. You leave the battlefield behind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there anything specific that I may Can have noticed? Can we search about? the captain? Can I search the captain? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm about to go do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I was like, I was trying to Can think, I... like, the goblins probably don't have shit. I forgot about the captain. <laughs> I also might want to add a friend to my Spectre family. I don't know. Do you Spectre the captain? Let's search him first. So searching him, you find a silver longsword that looks of a very fine make. Mm. He is wearing half-plate armor that is made of dark worked iron. He has the battle standard of the Legion of Bone, as well as a coin pouch with 46 gold in it, Sweet. and some kind of scroll tube. <gasps> scroll tube. What is in the scroll tube? It looks to be a scroll. What does it say? It is a letter lit- written in Goblin. Which I can read. I'm trying to read it like over Carl's shoulder and under his arms, I guess. If that's all. Okay. Um, I'll assume you guys read this while you were waiting for Jan to get back. The scroll is written to one Captain Andek. Ah. Uh, it says that the Legion of Bone is mustering. Uh, the new allies should arrive within the next month. And that you should begin putting pressure on the denizens of Blue Gulch, making them aware of their current situation. Oh, shit. They must have heard I was on my way. Um, all right. 
Expect the main body to arrive by Ember's End. Ember's End. We're in shade right now. Yes. Is Ember the next Let's month? Consult <laughs> calendar. Yes. So the month of Ember. Or the month of calendar. <laughs> uh, yes, if we want to bring up our old friend the calendar, which I actually don't have on the overlay, but uh I still have the sketch in my journal, yes. so <laughs> as the calendar sits, uh the first month of the year is the month of salt. Second month of the year is the month of shade. The third month of the year, if my calendar will load, is the month of ember. The month of ember is the last month of winter, and the end of that month is marked by a holiday called Ember's End. It is your basic winter feasting holiday to mark the end of winter. They're attacking on Christmas. Oh no. 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 Um, okay. No, that's good. That means Santa will be our ally. <laughs> what if Santa's their backup, okay? He doesn't bring gifts. He brings death. <laughs> and his suit is now entirely black. As you're all reading this, and Jan is, like, approaching with your horses, uh, he'll say, Ah, oh, so what'd you find? Any good loot? Uh, well... Yeah. Yes, some. Nice sword. You know, it's pretty good. Um, Ooh, dibs! Sure, go for it. Sweet! We can sell that. Right? Okay. It's fine. It's all we found. It's like, picks it up, and it's this big long sword that's about as big as him, and say, like, that's a cute little toothpick he's got there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that is incorrect. We did find one other thing. Uh, we found this, and I point at the scroll. Ooh, what's that do? Anyone? Anyone? Basically... Well, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, that we translated yeah, we... it. Well, I mean, as of right now, only uh, Grawl and Cherish can read it. Oh, but we finished reading it as he... Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Um, I'm going to admit, you cut out for a lot of that, so read. <laughs> if you want to take the go-ahead... <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Grawl will relay um, the information to Jan uh, about, like, the mustering of a legion and then the, like, the imposing threat uh, of, like, making the citizens of Blue Gulch and the Drylands aware of said force and then, like, the arrival on Ember's End. And Jan will just stare at you for a long moment and say, well, that's, that's bad, right? Yeah. 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 Really bad. Well, we'd best get a move on then. Yeah. Should we try to send word back up to the main, that's the, the Sun Pass Tower? Hmm. That's a good head you've got on your shoulders. How about this? I'll head back, you press on, and word'll be there lickety split. Otherwise okay. I don't really have a good way of getting word to them without, you know, jogging on back. Okay. 
be we're careful. Gonna yeah, we're going to miss your company. I mean, you're not going to be careful, but, you know. No. Do you, do you have any? Do you have any healing potions or? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, Gotta I'm gonna cast. Uh, I'm gonna cast cure wounds on this dude. Ah, girly, you don't need to do that. Good, nice sleep will have me right, Israel. Well, if you die on the way back, and then all the people of Blue Gulch die, that will be bad. Nah, wanna die? <laughs> just see, I just walked out of a bleeding ogre. It literally fell on him. It's true. I was inside his gut. I found I'm his colon. Con- <laughs> I'm not convinced anything can kill him. There was an apple inside. <laughs> what did you do with the apple? I didn't <laughs> eat the sense. apple. Okay. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Saving it for later. Does he, does he pull out an apple from his pack and just like... Buffs like, it. Like, buffs it on his shirt. Cherish is gagging. BT dubs. Uh, Tear... Tirza, meanwhile, is la- kind of like claps him on the shoulder and says, "Like, okay, <laughs> you weird small man." <laughs> but you're still not casting cure wounds on him, like not even secretly. No. Okay. You don't want it. And he will all wish you good can't, luck I, and safe travels. I can't cast cure wounds secretly, anyway. No. And he will give you a fond farewell and say, uh, if all goes according to plan, he should be back up to the Sun Pass Tower and then back to Blue Gulch in about a week. Okay. Okay. So hopefully he'll be coming with a lot of reinforcements as well. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I just wave. Bye! And as you... Keep on moving down the road. You see his little form riding its little wave of dirt, just zooming back up the road from where you came. Possibly eating an apple on his way. God, he's so gross. But so awesome. Kind of he just ate a poo apple, okay? I'm not... He's not. His degree of awesomeness is not up for debate. Everything he's done is totally negated by that. <laughs> Grawl, you just wish that you took down an ogre by yourself. I d- no, I d- no. <laughs> I mean, no. Uh, sorry, character voice, which goes out willy-nilly. So, you press forward into the prairie. Blue Gulch lies before you, and in a few days you will make it there. But for now, I think we will end this session with victory at within your grasp, but a new threat now looming. Tasting colon apple. Grawl, there is one thought that haunts you as you begin your trek farther southwards. And this is perhaps a thought you might not share with the group. But you know for a fact that there is only one thing that could rally a legion back together. And that is someone claiming the position of warlord. Fucking liar. Okay. I'll be fine. It'll all be fine. So, in the meantime, you may find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. That includes you, Steve. 
Yes, specifically. Yeah. Someone yeah, named Steve. Steve just freaked the F out. Yeah. <laughs> You're my best bud, Steve. <laughs> anyway, anyone else have any way of getting in contact with people online? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I regret nothing I've ever done as Cherish. So. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Um, I am over on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Come hang out. I regret everything I've done as Tirsa. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Redimus, and I regret everything Tears has done. Um, <laughs> it's weird. No, um, <laughs> no. Um, you come talk to me about how we're all super, super doomed because of the imposing hobgoblin might and fun, fun friends. We're going to meet in Blue Gulch mm -hmm. and how I'm not going to get in trouble for stealing a bunch of gold, which I didn't actually steal, but it's fine. Um, and, um, you can't personally reach me on Instagram or, or was it Twitter? I don't know. I'm such an old man anyways. Uh, but what you can do is rate us on whatever platform you consume this podcast. Please do. We really, really appreciate whatever reviews you're you're giving, just, just so we know that people are listening and enjoying. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is true. And while you're at that, you can also find me personally on Twitter, at MKGorgoni, if you wish to talk to me about all things Dungeons & Dragons. Or, if you want to hear me wax on about a certain events in pop culture, you can do so over at my other podcast, Panel Up, where I and John Campbell, I believe this week, uh, we will be talking about the Hellboy movie. Um, with, strangely enough, our good friend Steve. Um, <laughs> it's him. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> we found him. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, and if you wish to follow Omatep on Twitter, you can do so at NPC underscore AN, because even when he is just uh, casually uh, giving you advice that you can't hear in the middle of an episode, he is still an important NPC. Uh, as always, everyone, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah.